come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Hello, and thank you for listening to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast, and welcome to this, the epic this annual it. best and worst of 2018 right. wrap-up episode, because we do... Contrary to popular opinion, watch current movies during the year. Is it the popular opinion that we only watch shit? (laughs) Old shit, Sean. Old shit. shit. Older shit. We watch new shit, too. (laughs) We do. It's really shit. It's true. (laughs) So we're going to tell you uh, what we think personally are the best and one worst, the five best each and one worst movie of the year 2018. Mm -hmm. So who are the Internet Radio superstars. Sean. Holly. Michaela. And I'm Colin. And we want to let you know that you can get a hold of us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. On Twitter. At Sat Freak Show. By email. Saturday Night Freak Show Yahoo.com. And on Instagram at Saturday Night Freak Show. We're also, uh, right now, we're past the uh, voting for what movies we're going to be watching in January. January is going to be a uh, listener choice where you guys picked the movie and voted for it. We don't know what it is at the time we're recording this, but uh, right. it's coming up next episode. Mm-hmm. Colin's getting nervous. <laughs> we're all a little bit we're nervous. We're sweating a little bit right now. Yeah, hopefully. I'm just I'm yeah. hoping that the voting platform holds out. We're still having... Yeah. We're, we're, I have not we been paying attention. A, we still have a touch of uh, PTSD from Rawhead Rex. Until something replaces it, it'll always be Rawhead Rex. I, I'm thinking back to all the picks I had this year that didn't land, and I'm like, oh, who's going to get me back for those? Like, <laughs> like it's I have it coming. Yeah. So by the time you're listening to this, we've already posted probably on social media what the first one's going to be but uh, uh, we don't know right now and uh, we also ask you just as a little bit of housekeeping if you can go and give us a like or a star rating or a review wherever you found us on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio tune in wherever uh, all of those votes for us help us get found by other people like yourself who like this kind of uh, movie talk, and uh, we're going to spread the word of the Saturday Night Freak Show, and pretty soon we'll take over the world. Spread the freak show like a virus. That's right. <laughs> like a cult. All right, so... Uh, a cult? Like a cult. I like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's be a cult. Yeah. Yeah. I like, Do we get like I a secret cults. handshake or something well, to be admitted into that. the cult? I think I Igor's want... working on one. Okay. Yeah. Can we get a secret look or like yeah, like right. branding Wait, or something? Wait, didn't someone say like a week or two ago something should be the pa- secret password to get in the basement? Was it Dom who said that? Someone's, oh, it was something stupid we said, and they were like, yeah, that should be the secret password to get in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> something stupid we'll we said. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that'll be the that quote book we release yeah, of like, our best that's like, a, quotes from just a Just out show. of context quote. Yeah. Something yeah. stupid we said does not narrow it down in any way. No, not at all. <laughs> that could be a Sometimes multitude of things. very stupid. Well, let me ask <laughs> you this. could be argued as the whole t- time. Yeah. Just to get us kicked off on this, what was your metrics for, like, so are you going with your favorite movies or the best? Best yeah, objective that's best film favorite. A little bit of both. A little, yeah, a little bit of both. Mine's I, straight favorite. Straight favorite. I'm, I'm thinking it's probably more favorite because there's some on my list that I'm like, you know what? I don't even know if I would tell a lot of people like run out and see this movie. Mm-hmm. It's just how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think that's what I'm going for. Yeah. I'm going for the movies that I enjoyed the experience. Yep. I know there's a couple on my list that I'm like. I would not recommend this movie to everybody. Like, I wouldn't tell my family, go out and watch this. I'd hate it. Mm-hmm. But to me, I, I had so much fun with it. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, so I mean, shall we begin? Shall we begin? Mm-hmm. I guess it's going to land on me this year. I, so. oh, yeah. I like the I'll fact that I'm off. not in where Michaela's sitting because usually we. I we, wanted right. this seat. Yeah. I, I was like, I was there. <laughs> I was say, yeah. This is I expected Colin to be yeah. there. All right. Well, I'm going to be there. Well, I was there last week, so you know. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Don't do hog it, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So number five of the movies that you should see that came out in 2018. All right. So I am going to go with um, Alex Garland's. Annihilation. Oh. You guys seen this movie? Yeah, I did. Sean, you're the only person I know who did not like this movie. I know. It is like <laughs> universally loved around It's on everyone's top list. Everyone's top list. I don't I don't uh, well let's see why Colin <laughs> likes the movie and then we can well, come I, to I, me, I guess. I think um I mean, I've been interested in this guy's career. This is like what I do, right? I find a, a, you find a dude. I find a like, horse in the uh, race. Dude and, right yeah, I, I pick him and I'm like, like watching Jeremy Sonier. Yeah, yeah he's fucking up. up. Yeah, right. you fuck it up. This, <laughs> this was no year. longer in your corner. Jeremy Sonier, for those of you who don't know, came on the scene with a movie called Blue Ruin, which uh-huh. was fantastic. It's a great movie. Great movie. Good movie. Uh, then sorry, what was the one followed right up there? with a better room? The, oh, the a better green room, room. green room, room. yeah, green room and was so awesome. Which is yeah, and then we're like, what's his third movie? And it went direct to Netflix. It was called Red um, Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it? like before, the not before. Hold like, the dark, hold the dark. Thank you very much. And it was like atrocious. And that was yeah. one of the movies. That's not my worst. Yeah, but, no, no, yeah. Um, but Alex Garland was a writer who did, worked on movies like 28 Days. Well, he wrote the novel The Beach. And I think that's how he got associated with Danny Boyle and uh, did uh, 28 Days Later and um, Sunshine for Danny Boyle. Right. And maybe another one. But since then, he wrote Sunshine. Dread, which was one of did my favorite movies of uh, which one? Godzilla. Was that somebody else? Nope. That's, uh, yeah, that's Gareth Edwards. Dread, maybe. Dread, was Dread really and then, but then he started directing with Ex Machina. And Ex Machina was the one where I'm like, this guy is a voice in yes. science mm-hmm. fiction. Like, it's thinky sci fi. And that's what Annihilation mm, thinky is. Thinky sci fi. Um, it's I, a movie Ex about. Ex Machina's great, by the way. That's why. You, oh, you did see it, Annihilation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it kind of carries on those same themes. It's like, what is the self? And like, where does the person, you know, what actually makes you you? Mm-hmm. Because this thing takes place in a. There's like been this catastrophic event, an alien uh, meteor crashes that has some kind of life form on it that causes a thing called the shimmer, which refracts, like it actually breaks up. Uh, DNA, yeah, like of everything that goes into it. So, like, level. you know, it's like, yeah. So, like, parts of you become part of the uh, surrounding around it. It was just like this really cool, um, uh, like you know, intelligent sci-fi movie. I thought Natalie Portman's in it and Jennifer Jason Leigh. I think it was uh, one of the things that she did after the Hateful Eight. Didn't she get an Oscar for Hateful Eight? Yeah, she did. She, she got a nomination for it. Yes, mm-hmm. Genesis Rodriguez is in it as well. Yeah, yeah. It's because, uh, yeah, they have, it's like a team of women who go into mm-hmm. this thing because the guys who have gone in, Oscar Isaac was one of them, all the teams end up killing themselves. Or, you know, something always happens right, to or them. each other. Yeah. Nobody knows what happens once they go through this, the shimmer. Uh, the design of this movie to experience it and just watch it is like one of the most beautiful things I think that I've seen. I mean, just like unique. You're sitting there going like, "This is I've never seen anything like this before." Now I agree, it is. It's a beautiful movie, and I have not seen anything like that. And it's uh, yeah, because it's like elf with uh, you know that are that have uh, leaves on their horns. They're turning into the like the foliage. Yeah, everything's combining. There's nothing a beautiful way. Yeah, there's no difference between the flora and the fauna kind of in this uh, environment. It was just toward the end where. where the movie wraps up, where it starts to get a little 
uh, maybe too heady for its own good. This is where I fell out of it. Because everything up to that point, I'm like, awesome, cool. Yeah, and we'll try to be spoiler-free because these are new movies. But uh, I think the very end of it, um, that was, I I guess, why it didn't rank higher on my list was because the very end of it, I think, is a cheat. Where it's one of those things where I think the filmmakers know what they want to get out of it. But they're leaving it up to your interpretation. But they don't give you enough, I don't think, enough clues to actually come down on it one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I know that's making me sound like I'm dogging on the movie. But up until that very last moment. No, I'll dog on the movie. Um, I thought that it was a fantastic uh, you know, science fiction experience. I mean, like a real science fiction movie, which I don't think that we get enough of anymore. Now, science fiction means yeah, they, they're robots that turn into cars. Right. <laughs> this is like, you know, you're thinking this, about the yeah. concepts of science. And fictionalizing it and extrapolating, you know, what would happen. I mean, molecular biology and, you know, a cancer that uh, grows on the earth. <laughs> so, I mean, it's really cool. Music's uh, good, too. Score, yeah, yeah, score yeah. for the movie is really good. Yeah, there's actually one part toward the end. I'm not sure if it was breaking my speakers. I have to, like, hear this on something yeah, else. But there's, yeah, like, yeah. no, there was, uh, like, crackling oh, happening. Really? And I'm like, is this hitting, like, the brown note or something? And it's, you know, it's <laughs> Whatever it is, you call it the brown note. <laughs> yeah, the sub. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I was just shitting myself all night. <laughs> the subtonal. Oh, you feel it. Yeah, with the subwoofer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, God damn it. All right, Colin, you made me want to watch this movie again. Yeah, you're going to see an No, because I, I agree with everything you say. Like the, I think the ending is what really put me off of it, because I'm like, I I understand what you want to do, but I think you got to go a little bit farther for your audience for this movie. And I didn't quite agree yeah. with how they ended it. Everything yeah. up to that is like, again, it's beautiful. I love the arcs of like Tessa Thompson's in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. Like her whole thing where she ends up and everything is great. It's beautiful. Just that ending is just something else that kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's the Inception me. ending. Well, even with the Inception ending, I'm good with though. But like, mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. It's yeah. just like wh- wh- the characters are like going, "Where does this leave us?" And it leaves us going, "Well, where does this leave us?" Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When you're when your characters are saying, "Oh, I even don't the characters know. are never resolved." The ca- no, the characters are they're it's they're not resolved. I mean, I think I get where what's going on. Yes. So maybe that's maybe I should say that I you know if I'm just going with my gut instinct yeah. and I do know what's going on, I'm just not entirely satisfied mm-hmm. right with the implications of that. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. I don't, yeah, I would agree. I don't want to say mm-hmm. any more. I guess, no. but, but other than that, would be I think, uh, and, and I guess uh, part of my methodology here because I was like struggling today trying to figure out what was coming in at number five, and there are several Netflix movies that I'm like, I think they they may rank higher, but I was just like, you know, like how do I separate? You know, mm-hmm. I had like. What was it like? Three or four movies. I was like, "What goes in number five? Yeah, and I basically said, "If it's a movie that I've watched multiple times, then I'm putting it on the list. And I've seen Annihilation more than once, so I'm going to go with Annihilation number five. Sean, what's your number five? My number five is a movie that came out earlier this year called Love Simon. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, I thought it was a, a very good movie. It's a movie about uh, a high school, a young man in high school. He knows that he's gay, but he hasn't come out to like his family or his friends. And it's it's a coming of age tale. Um, and I know that might like turn some people off to coming of age tales because you know you're tired of them at this Wait, point. What was the coming of age tale you had last year in your number five? Uh, was it I a Greta like- Gerwig movie? Oh, Lady, Lady Bird. Bird. Okay. Was that my number five? I think, yeah. Uh, it was on your list somewhere. It was on your list. I think was that's it? where you started with. Maybe. Yeah. I think I do like the coming of age tale. <laughs> they, they may be um, 
I mean, you may have seen this shit before, but I mean, it gets to me for some reason. I like, um, I like those relationships. I like people like working through that period in their life and figuring shit out and seeing all that stuff. So, um, I thought this movie was very well done. It's got great performances by, um, uh, Josh Duhamel. Um, what's her name? What's the mom? Um, Jennifer is Josh Duhamel the Garner? dad. Jennifer Josh Duhamel's the dad. Okay. Jennifer Garner is her uh, his wife. Um, she's I don't like her in a lot, mm-hmm. but she's very good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, even the supporting characters. Um, one of them, the main lead from Thirteen Reasons Why. Mm-hmm. I forgot her name. Catherine something or other. Okay. She's in it. All the friends are pretty fleshed out. Like it's a good story. It's emotional. Um, and uh, I, I I like the whole thing. So uh, that's my number five. I, I thought it was a decent story, but. I don't know. I kind of got a vibe from it. Like, there are certain coming-of-age stories that I think anyone can watch it and enjoy it. And then there's some that I'm like, okay, this is just kind of for people that are coming-of-age currently. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt about that movie. Like, it only only for the people, like, right? Like, teenagers, then, Like, yeah. teenagers? Yeah. I feel like... Sure. It's like a self-help you think thing? you're getting it, old. To, to help <laughs> no, but I... No, because there are some coming-of-age stories that I like. <laughs> right, you know? no. But I, I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like, yeah, and that's this quite is the, for it, a younger audience. Yes. Well, it definitely is. It does feel like it, it feels yeah. like right now. Yeah. Like, who knows how this will age or I mean, yeah. it may people may look back on it years from now and be like, yeah. eh. Because I mean, it's, it's a good movie. It I liked is, it. I will agree. It is an of the moment movie. It is. That's exactly it. Yeah. But no. it, it got me right in that moment. Who made it? Um. Oh, what's his name? Hold on. I pulled it up. Yeah, yeah, it might not be a timeless. Uh, Greg Berlin. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, I don't exactly. think it will be. Yeah. No. no, but for this exactly. year, I, I like it hit at the right time. Right. Yeah. Uh, Greg Berlanti. Um, he was he's been producer on a bunch of superhero movies and TV shows. Riverdale. Um, he's directed. Oh, geez. A couple other movies, and that's it. Like mm. Political Animals, Life as We Know It in 2010. So not much. I think it's more like a like writer producer movie. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's produced like Batgirl and Arrow and stuff like that. So he likes working with Josh Dumel, huh? Apparently. <laughs> he does indeed. So he hasn't done a lot, but there's that one. Number well, before five. before we get to Holly, mm-hmm. I do want to just say for everybody listening out there, we haven't seen everything. And obviously, no, we're, we, no. we are recording this. Uh, before the end of the year, so yeah. even there's a couple films at the end. We're of the missing year, really. a lot, actually. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're shoving it into the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. it's like. Ugh. And if you ask us in three weeks, we might have different answers. So yeah. Yeah. in three weeks, that, this is all definitely going to change. And you know that has happened to us before. I mean, had had Colin and I watched Hell or High Water before our episode right. Two, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, on list. Once I saw that movie, I was like, fuck, this would have been my number one. <laughs> that was really high on mine. Yeah, yeah I really loved high. that movie, mm-hmm. but I hadn't gotten to it yet. Mm-hmm. Sean was the only one that had watched yeah. it. Yeah. And he's like, you guys, you don't understand. <laughs> yeah. 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 So there are movies that could. This is when we were discovering yeah. Taylor Sheridan. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, so check in on blew us it in all a month. with Yellowstone. Yeah. You see that TV show this year? Is it bad? No. It just was not interesting. It, I mean, yeah, I didn't he- feel boring. the voice, hear the voice, and I saw Sicario too, yeah. which does have its moments. Sure, but I don't. They're trying to make like a series out of it or right. something. I'm like, yeah, there's not a series there, guys. No. That was no. a story. But yeah, right. no, yeah, you yeah. got the story. Let's not let's not do that yeah. anymore. Let's yeah. skip this third one that you want to make. And- yeah, because <laughs> I think he wrote the second one. Also, mm-hmm. Taylor Sheridan. Yeah, yeah, he wrote the second mm-hmm. one. Yeah, and he's, he's just like, we got one more in us. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you don't. 
don't. Yeah. You didn't have the second one. Yeah. I might have to wait for a review on the next Taylor Sheridan movie to go. <laughs> oh, wow. 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 This is the year our filmmakers let us yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. this year, yeah. I'm we kind of salty about like, a lot of things this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, this was a hard year for movies. Yeah, it was. It, last it year, I struggled yeah. like to narrow well, down movies. Yeah, last year, I year. was last year I was so in love with movies. I was mm-hmm. so excited about almost everything I saw. This mm-hmm. year... I didn't love like anything. I was very was optimistic really... about movies last Wait, year. Yeah. You loved five movies, Holly. What's your fifth I movie? <laughs> <laughs> My number five uh, goes along with the whole. It's not necessarily the best movies of the year, but it's ones I enjoyed. My number five is A Simple Favor. Uh, see, this is another one I want to see. Wait, is this, you gotta watch uh, it with Blake Lively Blake and Lively. Anna Kendrick, oh, okay. uh, Paul yeah. Fig. Yeah, it's. Um, well, maybe I don't want to see it. No, this no, is his best movie, man. I know, that's what I hear. It's a low, I mean, it's a low bar. It is a low yeah. bar, yeah, no, but it is his best movie. This is not... This is not what you would normally get from it. It's a thriller, right? It is a thriller okay. and a comedy. Black comedy. And it, it 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 changes its themes throughout the movie. And normally, I hate that, but in this, it's... <laughs> It's so bizarre. The reason I picked this movie is because Michaela and I saw it together, and I think she's going to piggyback off a lot of what I say. I have a feeling it's on her top five, but we'll see. Really? Um, you got to tell me what this movie's about. I like, well, well, we can we, we can, can only say a little. Bit. Can only okay. say so much yeah. because um, it's there are there are twists in this movie, and some you'll see coming, and some come out of the middle of fuck nowhere. It's just crazy. It's it's got a, it's got that. That in that intensity of like of like a really dramatic lifetime movie where it's just like so it's in, right up Michaela's. No, it's, it's crazy high it's budget so, though, <laughs> insanely yeah. high. No, budget. it's it's like someone who has watched lifetime movies all their life, got big stars, got some decent writing and a huge budget, and they're like, we're just and, gonna go for and it, and they're like, you know what, we're gonna make this rated R and we're gonna go for but it. But it's like four lifetime movies worth it of content. Is. Like it's it is. There's so oh, there's so, I'll get into so it. So we can no, expect <laughs> a murder. Most foul. You can ex- you can expect um, weird see, shit. Um, your your main character is uh, Anna Kendrick is mm-hmm. the main character, um, and her best friend, who she hasn't known very long, goes missing, and you kind of go with Anna Kendrick as she's figuring out more about her new friend while she's, I mean, she, I guess she's kind of looking for, her, um, but you're getting backstory about both of them at the same time. It's I'm, I don't, I don't want to give anything so away. Twisty. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, twisty, it's twisty. very twisty. Was it written by Paul Feig? No, it's a novel. Oh, yeah, it's a novel. Okay. That's okay. probably why it works. Because <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. he didn't write it. It definitely has like... It, hey, Melissa McCarthy's not in it. She's yeah. not in it. Yeah. Um, it's Shocker. definitely got um, the comedic... Uh, like Anna Kendrick comedy, if you know... Sometimes it goes too long. I was sometimes say. it goes a little too long. It's a little like pitch perfecty, mm-hmm. but it's still it's still pretty funny. Um, Blake Lively is my favorite part of this movie. Mm-hmm. She's fucking fantastic. Her character is just she's very um she's like the New York woman. She's very fashionable. She's very you know highbrow, direct, very direct. You know she's always drinking a martini and saying fuck, and mm-hmm. she's just fantastic. And the soundtrack of this movie is wonderful. I've been. Li- <laughs> It has like 60s French music, mm. and I've been listening to it nonstop since I saw this movie. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Um, there's just something about this movie that was just really exciting. It was, I mean, it ha- I think probably in maybe the second act towards the end, it slowed down a little bit, but the story 
is so gripping because it's so fucking bizarre. It's just, it's something to watch. It's an experience. It's absolutely an experience. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of it. And that's why I picked it. It's not necessarily the best movie of the year at all. Um, but it's fun. It's weird and fun. Um, yeah, I yeah, I had a good time with it. And I know, and I know there were several times, because we saw it together, there were several times that we would look at each other and like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? It was great. And, or we'd be like, oh no, don't, don't. Yeah, don't, don't do don't, that. Don't, don't do that. Oh, don't do oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of that. It was, a lot of, a lot of cringing. Of there was a lot of cringing. Lots of cringing, but in the best way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one just came out on video recently mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's a fun everyone one to can check, check out. it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a fun one to check mm-hmm. out. Michaela, number five. My number five is also a simple favorite. I, <laughs> uh, I think Paul Feig is a bad director. I think he got yeah. lucky, and this is a fluke, and he'll never do it again. I think that I I don't and any of his previous movies before this I do not care for. Stick to um, TV, Paul. Yeah, he yeah yeah he real. he's a competent TV director. That's what he should stick to. This movie he he uh, I mean it's an airport novel. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, this is the best case scenario you can hope for with an airport <laughs> novel being made into a movie. Like it's and like you, when you see it, you'll get what I mean by like airport novel. It's just it's not like like we've been back yeah. and forth and I don't know if it's good or not. Exactly. Like, it's kind of <laughs> yeah. trashy, but it's executed so well. Yes. That it doesn't matter how trashy it is. Yes. Um, but it's yeah, Anna Kendrick's like a mommy blogger and like so she's like like works on YouTube full time mm-hmm. and like is like the perfect like stay at home mom and then like Blake Lively is like her foil because she's just like she wears suits and she works in a like she's a high powered executive in New York and she like really doesn't care what people think about her mm-hmm. and like and then Blake Lively goes missing and the whole thing unravels and Anna Kendrick gets really 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 involved um, and it's mm-hmm. like you get everything you are promised in the trailer time and then then some and like then because some. there are so many subplots happening there are so many twists that like there was a couple times i texted you after we watched this and i was like okay did they explain why this <laughs> led to this because like it happened so fast because yeah. like the first act is very slow because like they really want you to live in with these characters and get mm-hmm. a sense of their dynamic together and how opposite they are of mm-hmm. each other um but then once like the drama ramps up it goes almost too fast i think it's it's very fast yeah I don't want to say fast paced, but they're throwing a lot of information yeah. at you. Yeah. And it's a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot to like remember and keep track of. It is. But it, um, I mean, like, I don't want to compare it to Gone Girl because that, like, is a, like an artfully crafted movie. But, but it's, it's like in only... its tone, it is yeah. similar, at least in the first act. I, yeah. I mean, it takes some weird shifts later on, like, <laughs> some really weird shifts. But I think if you. Like if you like those big budget lifetime movies, like this is the best version you're ever gonna get of that. Yeah, for so this sure. is better because than Girl on a Train, is what you're saying. Yes, oh, fuck I that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, that, yeah. fuck movie. that movie. Yeah, yeah. fuck it's, that. Movie. Well, I, I mean, saw that because but, I wanted more Gone Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, I think it's just yeah. it's a similar yeah. title. Sure, yeah. And I like those kind of you know. Well, no, and, kind and, of, and, yeah. and you're and you're right and you're right on the theme there because I, I read Gone Girl, I read Girl on a Train, and mm. they're both like they're gripping reads. Um, Gone Girl. Did is, you read Simple Favor before? I did not read that. I gotta read it now. But I have to. Who's the novelist? Uh, I have no idea. One of those okay. people. Yeah, yeah. Is, but know. it's not a Jillian Flynn. No, 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 no it's not Jillian Flynn. But this one of those people uh, got lucky. I, I, I'm starting to remember things that happened in the movie as we're talking about that, and there's some real gross stuff. There there's are some real gross yes. moments where I was like, I can't believe a mainstream movie is like going here. Hmm. Yeah, know? shit. Now I want to see. Like, this. I know. Yeah. I want to. There's some like. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. We'll have time after this. Is yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I know I remember what you're talking yeah. about, and that's when we were both like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's 
it's beautifully shot. It looks great. It's it is amazing looking yeah. house. It's like it's some yeah. good like home house porn too. Get, like, oh, it's really oh, back to the Scream Four house yeah. porn. Well, shit. really, no, this is like um, but like even the characters in the movie are like, wow, this house is amazing. Like even yeah. the characters are noticing it because it's like a very modern like yeah. all glass house, and uh, which I'm sure there's some symbolism to yeah. that, you know. Um, but yeah, it's you gotta check it out. I feel like people completely missed this movie this year. I think so too. So it came out and in weird times. It September did. was a slow month, so and I remember um after it was over, like we just sat there for the longest time trying to like take it in and then I, I looked like, I looked at you and I was like, did we like it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it it did it playing into like you were yeah. talking about how it like the had the sixties French music. Yes. It also had these amazing like sixties like Saul Bass like spy movie credits oh, yes. like title oh, sequence at the beginning that was fucking as awesome. soon as as soon as the title started going and the music was playing, I was like, This is gonna be is amazing. It, <laughs> so is it like a hitch is this his Hitchcock kind of um It's the closest analog? he's ever gonna yeah, get exactly. to that. The, if, you had, if you had Paul Fink humor to a Hitchcock movie, then kind of well, I yeah. just wonder, you know, like if you go so far as to do the Saul Bass opening titles, that's yeah. usually like an indication yeah. of the audience. Yeah. That yeah. You're I think doing. that I think yeah. McHale's right. I think this is as close he's he can yeah. as he's gonna get. I never even yeah. heard of this movie until you guys said that you'd seen it. It was yeah. all like okay on cable. Like there was commercials for it constantly, mm-hmm. and the the marketing was actually genius because it started off very like light and fluffy, like oh it's a romantic comedy, and then like like literally the music drops out and switches to like mm. a thriller, and then mm. like yeah. so it catches your attention every time the trailer's on because it makes that shift really hard. Yeah, and um, I remember some of the um like Instagram promos for it would oh Blake Lively yeah. got all weird about it. She got remember? it was like um there would be like a picture of Anna Kendrick like holding something, and then it would like like pan out and she's actually holding like a shovel at like a cemetery like it yeah. would get like really like dark mm. yeah and Blake Lively all of a sudden started wearing like all these well she deleted and... all of her pictures yeah like everything and they her got account really was blank for like a week and then she like came back and like everything was her wearing like yeah. suits she like took on the character yeah everything uh, mar- the marketing was really yeah um, really amazing mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. yeah so that's my number five yeah <laughs> Colin, you're number four. <laughs> number four. <laughs> they probably had to get with Instagram. It's like, I'm going to delete everything. Can, yeah, I, get can I get it back but, with the dates on it? Right, but, yeah. BuzzFeed like, even wrote an sense. article being like, what's up with Blake Lively? She deleted her like, whole Instagram. Right, like, people caught got... wind of that shit and were like, what's happening? Perfect advertising. Uh, my number four is... Four, four, four. Um, I think. Let me think here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This is. No. I'm still rewriting shit as we talk. Well, I know what the movie is, but I'm trying to see if I can qualify what I'm about to say. I think so. I think it's the best theatrical experience that I've had this year, and that is John Krasinski's uh, A Quiet yeah. Place. Yeah, mm-hmm. very nice. Um, Great choice. Yeah, because I know that it's a movie based on a. A gimmick, maybe. I guess you'd call it a gimmick in yep. maybe a lesser filmmaker's uh, you know, hands. But the idea of like this alien invasion, there's this family that exists uh, in solitary on a farm and all because the aliens hunt by uh, sound, basically. So mm-hmm. they have to be quiet all the time. I think they actually have a deaf daughter. Uh, so they are accustomed to sign language. I think that's the thing that basically saved them mm-hmm. is that they could communicate amongst themselves mm-hmm. with sign language before the invasion happened. But it's we're talking about Hitchcock, I think, and especially like you guys know John Krasinski through The Office. I've never seen yes. any of his comedic stuff. I think the first time I even knew who the guy was, he was in was it Thirteen Hours, the Michael yeah. Bay uh, yep. movie about yeah. Uh, yeah the Benghazi, Benghazi thing. And I thought you know he was just the beard, uh, another beard. <laughs> In, uh, you know, what right? if many? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, I like that movie, but you know, I mean, you, the guys—you can't really tell them apart. 
somebody's going to come back at me like, yeah, sure. you totally can't. But anyway, he's the tall one. Is Jason Clark in that movie? Jason Clark's sure in that movie. Yeah, yeah. okay. Oh. With a beard. Oh, uh, I, think, wait, I was going to say, I see right through. The other one. If it's not Jason Clark, it's the, the other guy from Breaking yeah. Bad. Uh, no. That guy. Is, he might be in it too. No, no, I don't know. You could tell me Jason Clark has been in every movie I've ever seen, and I believe you because I don't ever remember him in anything. Dude blends into the wallpaper. Yeah. Well, I always get him confused now. I'm forgetting the actor's name. Of course, Gift. He wrote and directed the gift with Jason Bateman. Joel Edgerton? Joel Edgerton. Yeah. I oh, yeah. You get Clark. Joel's too mixed and, I yeah, do, yeah, I yeah. do too, because they're both forgettable for me. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah. I might. Yeah. Um, but this movie is crafted <laughs> in a way like... Joel played an Egyptian at one yeah. point. Uh, that's that's that. what separates them. Yeah, that is I what saw that movie. Just don't, remember that. Don't forget to add Sam Worthington in that mix. Yeah. Right. yeah that. I'm, I'm I know glad he doesn't have a career anymore. See, I remember Joel more than I remember Sam Wait, Sam and Jai Courtney, he's also in the pool of generic white guys that are forgettable. Right. <laughs> Sam Worthington deserves to not work anymore, though. I'm glad he's not. I like that guy. I, Why? Because you like Avatar? My least favorite would probably be Jai Courtney of those four. That yeah, nobody likes Jai Courtney. No. Mm-hmm. Nobody at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but A Quiet Place, uh, you know, to see this movie, you know, like I was saying, it's a, a, for the, this being this guy's first movie, right, is amazingly assured, and mm-hmm. especially coming from this comedy background that's why i love when you don't watch comedies and these guys come out and do dramatic stuff you're like this guy like knows his dramatic that's the connection though (laughs) like the guys who come from comedy who are so uh so good at doing drama like that there's there's the connections between comedy and drama are so similar that they can come out and do that stuff look at like uh, jonah hill I always he, think it's he a, comes out. the connection between comedy and horror works out. You know, the time, it's all about timing. The timing There's yeah. that, too. But yeah. they also, like, I think the same things you have to do for comedy, like it, I think it translates to drama as well. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of guys come from comedy, and they can pull off the drama very well. Mm-hmm. Jonah Hill, like I said, being my main example. Yeah. Like he's yeah. Got, I didn't see, I missed his, whatever, 90s? Mid-90s, yeah. yeah. I was that what it was too. called, mid-90s? Yeah. It was yeah. around here for like a second. Yeah. I've seen another dramatic stuff. Sure, so. yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie in a theater, and I don't know if I would have responded to it the same way if had, had I have seen it at home. But in a theater, like the uh, the amazing hush that fell over the crowd, because it reminds you, you know, in this day and age where, you know, we are watching movies on our phones or on our laptops or, you know, on TV or wherever we can catch them and you can pause them. And you can go to the bathroom. You can go get yourself a snack. It is kind of weird, to, you know, to well, is it weird? It's weird that a movie is able to bring you back to the communal experience of watching a movie. And you all have the same right. experience at the same yeah. time. Everybody was quiet. Everybody shut the fuck up and watched the movie. Yeah, they did. During this movie. Yeah. And it also is borne out in the suspense is fantastic. The way he shoots and stages the movie is, I think, like it's his. He obviously, you know, learned and studied from, uh, you know, old Hitchcock movies or, you know, uh, just the suspenses. It keeps ratcheting up. It has a great payoff, which a lot of movies like of this type is where they fail. Mm. Uh, his delivers. The ending is like fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, emotional core of the movie, I think, is like why this is ranking above uh, other similar movies. Um, honorable mention, I saw a movie called The Ritual. It was on Netflix. That's my honorable that mention, is, that's <laughs> like, yeah. That was, yeah. A, that was one of the best horror movies I saw this year, but it, it didn't have the same emotional core. Not at all. That's maybe the best monster movie. It, I wanted to put it in my top <laughs> five know, just uh, because of the monster, but I was yeah. like, I can't. Did you like, just watch that? Yeah. 
But it's, like the story's good, right? very. But like you've seen that movie. It's before. the Blair Witch you've Project. It's a better Blair Witch it's Project. A, yeah, it's well, the it's, best Blair Witch it's Project. A fi- it's a, a properly filmed yes. studio right. Blair Witch. But up movie. until right. you see the monster, like you've all you've seen that movie a million times. You yeah, know but what I'm it saying? does it. Like, but it does it really good. Yeah, it does. But like the emotional core wasn't there for me in it. Like it was there, but not as much as it was yeah, there in a quiet, in a quiet place. place. Sure. But yeah. I really, it is the coolest fucking monster I've ever seen. Like in any movie. Yeah. It's my favorite movie monster ever. I think. So I should watch it. Yeah. That's where I was going back and forth because the ritual was on my list forever. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, I guess I made an arbitrary decision to like, okay, if I if if it came out theatrically and I saw it and right. I've watched it multiple times, and because the ritual is one of those movies. Was it straight held, Netflix? It went to film festivals and then they acquired it. Fuck. So it and it, it went to it went theaters. to theaters. It if you're listening in the theaters. UK, it went right. to theaters there. Well, Annihilation uh, everywhere else in the world was Netflix. We're the only country that got Annihilation really? in theaters because Paramount. I think it was Paramount said. Just take it, and you know we don't think we're going to make our money back. So it only Damn. played theaters in, in the states. Everyone that, else, it's a that Netflix movie original. Seems like made for European audiences and shit. They're just like, oh, it's fucking artistic. Well, they got it it's on. Uh, they can just call it up. Huh. Yeah, interesting. But I think you know, yeah, quiet place for the theatrical uh, experience of it. Uh, bar none, probably best. You know, just that crowd. You can feel them breathe. You know, we all inhale and exhale at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, it was very cool, and the movie itself, I think, for pulling that off is mm-hmm. uh, probably a genre classic. I mean, again, the 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 idea of the gimmick that it's going to be a movie that's mostly silent taking place in 2018, um, and they pulled it off, and it doesn't feel like a gimmick movie when you're watching it. No, yeah. not at so all. Not I think, at all. But I think the gimmick will is the thing that'll make it. You know, like oh, there's that movie, A Quiet Place, the silent movie from right. uh, 2018. So yeah, check it out. Mm-hmm. Sean, what's your number four? Fuck. Nah, Sean's rethinking it now. Well, no, it's just because I went through, because I have to, I never remember what's released in a certain year, so I had to go through and be like, films of 2018, and of course it didn't. Yeah, here's my list. Yeah, right, exactly, right. And of course it didn't list anything that was like released to Netflix and everything, right, so right, The Ritual yeah. was not on that fucking list. Yeah. I forgot about that fucking movie. That's a good movie. You should I mean, have printed my list. Place. Oh, you got all the Netflix it's movies? It's all on there. Is it all? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Man, we should have just done a top ten, because I would have had this all I, figured be, out if we done a top ten. This will be a five-hour episode if we do Jesus. it. I, I all right, no, okay. I wouldn't have um, been able to do one. <laughs> number four, uh, it was me trying to decide between A Star is Born and Den of Thieves, and Den of Thieves wins out. Den of Thieves for number four on my list. Um, I don't get a lot of... Uh, it's an action movie. Um, I forgot who it was directed by. I don't think it matters. But it stars um, O'Shea Jackson Jr., mm-hmm. who is uh, Ice Cube's kid, obviously. Mm-hmm. He was in well, um, Straight Outta Compton. Welcome yeah. to Compton, I almost said. Compton. The way I've described it to people, it's like, it's like Heat Jr., Oh, um, I love he, cool. Well, uh, but yeah. that's yeah. I would. Oh, have I not recommended this? Wait, to is you this guys is, at any no, we have not the, talked about. This I haven't movie. heard anything about. Is this, this a, movie. the Gerard, Gerard Butler, Butler movie? Yeah, really? Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. Jerry, Gerard Jerry Butler, Butler as at, at his bloated, kind of greasy best. 
Like he's like that narcotics cop who's been doing the job for like 15 years and he's got his special team of enforcers. Like the cops fucking leave them alone because they handle their shit. They don't do everything by the book or legally, but they get shit done. We don't ask questions. Right. We don't ask questions because they get results. Okay. So we've got them as a team. We've got um, O'Shea Jackson Jr. and um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Pablo Schreiber. Um, okay. porn stash from uh, yeah, yeah, Orange is the New yeah. Black if, yeah, you, yeah. if you don't know as the head of like um, the the team who's gonna like they're gonna rip off the Federal Reserve yeah and so there's the whole it's you know it's all, bad it's, cops who say like hey we're gonna go right okay so they're hunting them and there's people playing oh wait both. wait wait so who's who, so the movie's about like all both, both sides both sides right. oh, okay, okay. like the um, Pablo Schreiber is the head of the gang who's gonna like rip off the Fed um, okay. It's a it's a heist movie, um, and then Gerard Butler heads his police team, who's trying to track them down and figure out and stop them. And so, and there's people like playing. Are they playing both sides? Is there a reveal at the end? He was planning this the whole time. Um, there's great action sequences in this. There's a whole, um, you know, the, obviously the famous scene in Heat is them running down the street shooting at each other. Mm-hmm. We kind of get that scene in this movie mm-hmm. um, in, in a great way. There's like a traffic jam, and you know. The fucking uh, the cops are coming up behind everyone, and just fucking shit gets let loose. Machine guns everywhere. Um, it's a gr- surprisingly a great action movie, and everyone plays their parts really well. It's kind of it's greasy, it's grimy. Fifty cents in this too. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, a lot of people are in this, and it's really good. The story is actually really good. Surprisingly, um, the action is I think top notch. Um, it was a very surprising movie for me. Um, yeah, no, because I remember seeing trailers for this, yeah. and I was like, "This movie is not hooking me at all." Right, and because it seemed like um, it seems like, like a generic. Yeah, like I thought it was like a training day kind of thing. something yeah, we've already yeah, seen yeah. in training. It read that way in the sure. trailer. You and know? Yeah, I don't think I agree it, with that. Yeah. I think everything. It may not have. I don't think it came off. Of, yeah, well, sometimes marketing right. movies right. Suck. very true. Very I think true. it came off bad in not not bad, but just different from what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It surprised the hell out of me, and it's a fucking delight. The action's great. Um, story's pretty good, too. Everyone's doing a great job acting in the movie. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Fucking number four, Den of Thieves. I recommend it to all of you. I can't believe I've never talked about this. Yeah, no. watch fucking Den of Thieves. You're the you're the only person I've heard like talking about. Oh, yeah, I recommend it all. I'll bring it in here, and you can all borrow it. I, I own it. I feel like Gerard Butler gets to everything too late. If that makes sense, like like he gets to the type of movies that people genre, want to see yeah. him in too late. Right. You know? Like... Den of Thieves, it seems like it's two, three years too late for when we were interested in that type of movie, if that makes sense. Maybe. You know? Um, but like in, a Widows? I mean, Widows, is is that similar? It sounds like an end of watch type movie to me. Uh, which uh, one's closer to? Uh, probably, I haven't seen Widows, although I wanted to for this year, but um, uh, probably closer to Widows, mm-hmm. I would say. It feels more like a like straight go-for-it action type thing. Um he also well, did Geostorm this year. I can't well, forgive him yeah. for that. <laughs> so. And that might be yeah. the thing that turned people off. <laughs> Geostorm kind of, was terrible. Well, Gerard Butler's reputation at this point exactly. I kind think, of yeah, doesn't sure. do this movie any favors, but I think... I think overseas he's he's like a huge draw, because those uh, Olympus has fallen and yeah. one has fallen. Have you ever looked at like how much those movies made outside of the United a States? Lot, yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> they were like one of the you know top ten movies of the year. Shit, <laughs> they're huge. Yeah. Well, this one uses Gerard Butler to like full advantage. He's like it's he's perfectly sleazy in this movie, and it's great. Uh, I recommend the hell out he of it. He found his yeah. niche. He, I, I <laughs> yeah. think he did. Like this is one of those that's just like right there, perfect yeah. fit for everybody involved. Yeah. Den of Thieves. 
Uh, my number four is uh, taking a slightly different turn. Uh, it is a documentary called Three Identical ah! Strangers. That was <laughs> what? That was Three Identical Strangers. Almost on. That was almost number four. Yeah. Um, this story of these three brothers is truly remarkable. It's, it's good. It is insane. I, I mean, it's a story that's been around um, for decades now that I think just kind of kind of got lost. Um, but you know, they were in People magazine. They were on TV. Like people knew about them yeah. when it all happened. Um, but this story of these three brothers is just completely insane. Um, it's fascinating. It is absolutely To watch it unfold in this movie. It's it's absolutely fascinating. What's the story? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, basically, um, this guy was um, 18 years old, going off to college, and once he gets to college, he starts... He's walking through campus, and everyone is saying hi to him as if they know him. They're calling him a different name. They're saying hi, hey, welcome back. Yeah, it's they're good all to see you. they're all welcoming back. I'm and glad like, you oh, I missed come back. you. How was your summer? And yeah. he doesn't know anyone, and he just can't figure it out. He finally meets someone who comes in and is convinced it's this guy, whoever they're all referring to. And he says, "No, you don't understand. You look exactly like him." Mm. And he's like, "When is your birthday?" Tells him his birthday. He calls his friend, and he's like. This dude has your exact same birthday. He looks exactly like you. I think this is your long lost twin. So they li- that, that night they drive out to wherever they were, and they he opens the door face to face. It's his long lost brother. They know it. They do their research. They come from the same adoption agency. They're long lost brothers. Uh-huh. It goes on. This, this so this, that story like gets in the paper. This story is like yes. I, identical strangers reunite yes. at college and all this, this stuff. So it's all over the, the papers paper. and everything. And then this other guy comes across the paper and he's like, these guys look just like me. <laughs> There's a third brother. Wow. So the whole the whole story is, you know, them meeting and figuring out how this happened and the fact that, like, they are truly identical. Like, they have mannerisms that are completely identical. They have interests that are identical. And as soon as they all meet, they just have this connection. They feel that they're brothers. At what point do the ca- does the camera crew get involved in this? Well, no, this this, this ha- is all this, this, there, this all yeah. later on. This is all through and there's slight reenactments. OK, yeah, uh, to show kind of. Yeah, it's always shown like when they show the young guys, they show them from behind kind of going through. Yeah. Right. Because, okay. because so it's like the story has happened and now we're making the documentary right. or but like we found of- out halfway through it. And we got no, a camera. No, 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 This happened in the 70s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This happened in the 70s. These are grown men telling the story. But there's a lot of archival footage. A lot. A lot. Because they were on TV. Because they were famous. Okay, yeah, because okay, they okay. got famous from it. Yeah. Yes. Um, so this whole story is, you know, the, them coming together and re- finding that they're brothers and then their relationship as it builds. And then it gets deep. I won't give it away, but it gets deeper into how this happened. Yeah. And it's crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. And it is so compelling. It is just such a wonderful documentary because it paints the picture so beautifully. And you really feel the emotion from these people as they're telling this story. Mm-hmm. It's it's. It's heartbreaking. There's ups, and there's it's, downs. It's like you feel the joy when they tell the story about like we like how how would we like, found each other? We found each other, nope. and they're like they connect and they're best friends. Mm. And then there's so much heartbreak and there's so much happiness, and it's just such a strange story. It's such a roller yeah. coaster, but it is so compelling and it's so interesting because it, it takes a turn that I mean. I kind of figured it out, but I mean, the people that I saw it with, they're like, I did not see that coming. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's. It's truly remarkable because obviously this is a true story mm-hmm. and that's what makes it so incredible that these things really happen. And, you know, they they allude, I won't give it away, but they allude to the fact that this could happen again. 
and I won't say why, but right. or it's, has happened or has happened in other occasions, in other occasions. Like it's, it's just, it's so remarkable and it's so beautifully told. It's, it's just compelling from start to finish. And, um, it's a story that I'm glad someone took the time to tell because obviously people our generation we have not heard of this. Right? Yeah, it got lost. Fuck, in the I genre. haven't even heard. Yeah, of it. no, no, it's great. It's, oh. it's it's so yeah, it's, it's so wonderful. But I'm sure they were on Donahue or something. Oh, they're on a they bunch of everything. daytime everything. talk shows. Yeah, everything. Everything. Yeah. They everything. Got press rounds. They're like um, they they enjoyed it. They did. Yeah, they did. Um, but yeah, the the way the archive footage and the interviews and the way it was all um constructed it's a really beautiful documentary and mm. it was so entertaining and there's a framing device that start you don't realize yes. it starts out at the beginning yes. of the movie but it does and it, then you're like okay so what's happening here yeah <laughs> which it, it's i can't describe more than that but you're just like I, yep. it, it just you you feel something is happening yeah, there's a lot of feelings oh, in this good. movie it's very good there was uh, there was a movie I saw and the the trailer for this was in front of it mm-hmm. and it was in a, it was a packed house in New York and ah uh, yep <laughs> and I've never heard an audience react to a trailer than the way that they yes. reacted to this one the like yeah. the, like <gasps> and like the oh shits and like the yeah. stuff yeah. people just reacting to this trailer alone like yeah. it, like you it might be the most impactful trailer that's ever it's been a, cut for it's a movie seriously because, yeah, it's, it's seriously incredible yeah. I you know I went to, I saw it in Madison because I wasn't playing around here mm. um, and I took some friends with me and I was like watch this trailer see if you want to see this movie with me and they instantly text me back and they're like oh my god we have got to go see this <laughs> what's it called three, 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 identical, identical, three strangers. identical strangers yeah. Yeah. Okay. wonderful that's wonderful cool. documentary I recommend everyone watch it it's, it's red box. it might be on Netflix now mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's, it might be on one of the streamers now but watch Find it where it. you can. Watch it's great. it. Great, mm. Michaela. Mine. Follow number- that up. <laughs> <laughs> my number four is also a documentary. Oh. Um, but mine is "Won't You Be My Neighbor," the ah. documentary about Mister Rogers. So most documentaries. <laughs> the year where we all cried. Uh, I I <laughs> so I saw this in uh, my first ever Alamo Draft House screening, oh, yeah. which was like. This is the only movie I could get into because everything else was sold out. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no. Like, I was supposed to go see a, a screening of Demons, and Demons sold out immediately. I couldn't get into that. Why? And she Snack still was, hasn't still seen, seen Demons. Lately, yeah. <laughs> still haven't seen it. No, I was, I was like, I'm going to see oh, that shit. screen in New York at Alma Draft House. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, Wyatt Snack was hosting, like, a. Like a like a mystery science theater type thing where he criticizes like a black exploitation movie that was sold out. Everything was sold out. Yeah. And this was like a Tuesday. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. Okay. But I went, so I went and saw, won't you be my neighbor? And, um, I don't like, I know you guys have, most of you haven't been to a draft house, but like you've been to those premium theaters where like, it's like pairs of seats. Right. Yeah. So I got, (laughs) I got paired with a stranger because I went by myself and, like we had, we went on a journey because. So, <laughs> Were they your neighbor? By the end of I this mean, thing? kinda okay because like just holding so, hands and crying and just like oh, even even in death, Mr. Rogers. Does well, it. they well Amazing. yeah because like so this is a documentary about Mr. Rogers, blah blah blah, whatever. So um, directed by Morgan Neville, who's done a ton of documentaries. I think the one I saw by his that I really liked was Twenty Feet from Stardom, which is about famous yeah. backup singers for famous singers. Yeah, and how, like. No one knows who they are, That's but fantastic. they do all the heavy lifting for music. Yeah, yeah. That's um, a great documentary, right? Yeah. yeah, so he's a really good documentarian. And most documentaries, like you know, going into it, their aim is to shatter your perspective of something, mm-hmm. right? Like every documentary is going to have that moment where it turns and it's like everything you knew was wrong. Yeah, and then they're going to fuck you up, and you're yep. going to walk out and be like, "The world is fucked." Basically, like you're going to walk <laughs> out feeling worse, right? This documentary does not do that. This documentary reaffirms everything you know, makes you feel better about questions you had. It's hopeful. And you walk out being like, 
do you know what there i it, everything is okay like it actually yeah. makes you feel better leaving it but they they touch on some some stuff during the 60s and some racial tensions and i said like the reason why my neighbor like i got i was sitting next to a black woman and we were like i'm like sitting next to this person i don't know in this intimate like couples seat you know they're yeah. separated by twos and we're eating dinner because it's alamo draft house right. and like they're talking about like you know how mr rogers navigated racial tensions right and i'm in brooklyn new york and i'm like this is an <laughs> <Yeah>. experience <laughs> i'm having right now um but the, i mean this documentary it's not like i kept waiting for like when are they going to tell me that like he was like he a, a closet nazi yeah. What are they yeah. going to tell me that he was a terrible person? Yeah. And like, even his kids, like his one of his sons says it sometime. Like, it's really hard to be the son of Fred Rogers because like that's the closest you're going to get to the second coming of Jesus. Mm. And really he was yeah. like, he was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life because like it will never be as good as my dad's legacy. Basically, and he's right. like, he's like, so I, he just tries to like fly under the radar and not be noticed yeah. as like his <laughs> father's son. And it's, I mean, it really explores a lot of things that like. I, I didn't realize about the production of the show and like mm-hmm. his perspective and it, like I said I just haven't seen a documentary like that where I leave feeling better than when I went in mm-hmm. um, and that's a really rare thing to find especially in any movie but especially a documentary so mm-hmm. I, I think I think you got to see it just because you need to see that different take on a documentary especially like Holly and I talked about the last what five minutes in the movie yeah well everyone in my theater cried several times everyone. like but especially everyone. the girl next to me we were and i were both like oh, holy shit like yeah. but the last five minutes like they ask you as an audience to like participate in an exercise that really kind of brings the theater oh, together God. so yeah <laughs> so i would definitely recommend like i i'm kind of surprised they made it this high in my list because i was like i mean it's it's Mr. Rogers. I felt like I kind of knew everything there was to know about him. Um, but like I said, I was waiting for that other shoe to drop and it mm-hmm. never did. And I was like, okay, that's great. Like the, it really subverted my expectations. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend it. And Gotta for check it those out. of you who don't know, I think uh, Tom Hanks is playing Mr. Rogers. Yes. Right? Yes. Is that based on the documentary or just the. No. Just not not like, based on the documentary. No. It's mm-hmm. just based on Fred. Based mm-hmm. yeah. So you're going to have more of Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait. <laughs> Can we talk about how the idols we have that we're just praying the other shoe doesn't drop? Yeah, yeah. Like, yes. Please, Dick Van Dyke, yeah. please tell me you didn't <laughs> touch anybody. Please. Has there been a, like a Jim Henson documentary? I mean, there's been I like low budget ones. Has been, yeah. it's been a it while. feels like yeah. he's like in that same, you know. And he, Captain Kangaroo, right? The guy who was. Because yeah. uh, yeah. we found out, like, I, I used to watch him when I was a kid and didn't know Aww. until Lee Marvin fucking told the story on like. Uh, uh, was it the Tonight Show or something that Mister or Captain Kangaroo, like, was one of the guys in World War Two, like, went back up a hill and fucking dragged his like teammate back right. down. I was like, that's what? so awesome. Right. Yeah, yeah. See, he's right, like, yeah, right, that yeah. that man yeah, so is on TV now. You know, as Captain Kangaroo. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it was a fucking war here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember reading about that. And I was right. like, Jesus, I remember that. We need more documentaries with this kind of perspective mm-hmm. and this yeah. lens applied to public figures. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, let's promote. Good people. Yeah, and I'm yeah. sure we have the Bob Ross documentary. Is that covered? Is I that out there so. somewhere? I <laughs> hope there is. Not, a, not, awesome. not, not like not, not a, a big, high, not a big budget. Let's one. get a Bill yeah, Nye, right. or at least not going. to a high you know? publicity. Yeah. Like it's. Not let's get all like, the PBS yeah. people going. Yes, <laughs> I will fund that. <laughs> Viewers like you, Holly. <laughs> yeah, I am that viewer. I donate to PBS. I am that viewer. I love PBS. Viewers like that was the other. That was the other reason why I was like sold on going to see that movie at Alamo. Like, okay, everything else was sold out, but also. Also, like they told me, all my ticket money went to PBS. Really? Yes. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. for seeing that movie. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, yes. Is that a pre-release thing or was that? In- uh, I think it was like mm, it's first week of run, I think. Okay. Yeah. That's, wow. That's good. Mm-hmm. Unless yeah. PBS made the movie. Well, even still, usually. Sure I, PBS was PBS involved. Was, yeah, yeah sure they, they were involved, involved but, but I don't think it was strictly no. PBS. Yeah. yeah. But PBS Alamo does stuff like that, though. Because you know? yeah. I mean, yeah. one of one of the people. It's on my list, so I want to talk about yeah. it. I'm sorry. Go, sorry. Colin, go. Uh, all right. Well, Three? I mean, Three. so we've had all these very emotional films. And I feel right. like it's been an in. emotional early set. Yeah. We're getting it out. This is where we approach the controversial portion of our show. Oh, shit. Oh, oh. Okay, so. I know it's coming. <laughs> do you? All right. So I'm going to lead into this, right, where I'm going to tell you what my, my favorite movies of all time are. <laughs> What? Right. Shit. All right. My favorite so, movies are all time. I think I really, really, I like. I could horrible movies. I think I would argue <laughs> that these are the best movies ever made. But you know, I, it's subjective, and that's mm-hmm. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is what okay. I mean by horrible. Like l- lovely. I love these movies, but yeah. you know, they're about people getting sawed in half. Yeah. No, 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 no. The second one is The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. anything about Star Trek. Okay. Oh my god. Well, Except the new ones. I've seen Star the new ones. Star Trek yeah, to right. the Wrath of Khan is a fucking work of genius that stands right. outside of the Star Trek series <laughs> and uh, probably Apocalypse Now. And in that vein. Oh no. Oh god. I think my number three for the year is Avengers Age, or uh, sorry, Infinity War. <laughs> I was like, if you're going to say Age of Ultron, I'm yeah, going to no, come no, over sorry. the table yeah, and fight you right now. Yeah. Wow. I, know, I was like, we're I a few am, years past. Yeah. I'm shocked I right shocked. now. I know, because, yeah. well, because I I'm know, the guy I'm who usually sits at this table and tells you how much superhero movies suck. Which I'm right with you. I'm right with you on that usually, Colin. If not, <laughs> you don't have an animosity towards them, I don't think. No, I, I go but into each one of them going like, I'm... You go see them, but they're not going to make your list. Right. So this is shocking, Colin. Yeah, I'm shocked. I am shocked myself. Although I will tell you, okay, tell us everything. Shocked. I am because I even I went and saw uh, what? It's number three. Number three. It didn't even make five, so it wasn't even like it barely made it. I know. I know your top. As one of the favorite movies of the year, I'm sure you (laughs) did. As one of my favorite movies of the year, a favorite experience of watching the film because I think this is the Avengers. uh, They've been at it for ten years, and Mm -hmm. this is their Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I was engaged in this movie, and with the character. I think that was the thing. It's, you know, the first Avengers gave us, you know, putting all these characters that you've seen in these different situations together Mm -hmm. and having them play off of each other. And that's what makes those Avengers movies work. The reason that um, Age of Ultron fell flat was because there was no new characters. You know, it was like we'd already done this and I saw this movie and it was called Avengers, you know. Uh, But Infinity War brought that feeling back because it was able to incorporate even more characters. Mm -hmm. And I just sat there like I was floored by this movie on both the production end of it with the amount of visual effects between this and like the Guardians of the Galaxy and all that stuff that I sit there going like, this is amazing. And again, I saw Aquaman today and it's even more. Aquaman today? Yeah, but he nowhere, saw, nowhere he, near uh, Infinity War. Well, so you're you're leaving out half that story. He saw Aquaman and Bumblebee today. Same day. Okay, his, we'll his talk brain, about that later. His brain that later. is probably melted right wow. now. <laughs> We're getting off track. Uh, but yeah. the, the Avengers. That's what the, I'm the saying. The one, quality yeah. of, of uh, Infinity War above that. Um, I am in awe of the screenwriting prowess, and I'm sure that it is a team of people beyond the three people I think there's three there's like a Christopher McFeely's name keeps coming uh-huh. up yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's name? just like 
people in there who are like, we're gonna crank, we're gonna turn this bolt a little bit more here. And another guy's going, yeah, we're well, gonna tighten I, this up. But a I, right what here. I wonder because it's gotta be like is, Mad Lips, right? This is you know? why it's impressive to me because I think the Guardians of the Galaxy have a distinct voice. Yes, Thor has a distinct voice. Doctor Strange even has a distinct voice. Tony Stark has a distinct voice. You know, but somehow in this movie. They all are speaking with their own voices. And I'm like, so either you have screenwriters who are savants and are able to like go like, I can completely internalize the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, like I mean, mm-hmm. I was going to say that, you know, the, the, the Tony Starks and the Thors, they can internalize the entire fucking Marvel universe and mm-hmm. spit them back out again. And like, this actually sounds like dialogue that these characters would say, yeah. even though they're now in conflict or, you know, or pairing up with each other mm-hmm. or complementary to each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's amazing. I thought that the fact that that movie worked at all was like that, you know, was <laughs> incredible. Yeah. 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 That's it's what impressive. I'm saying. But that's why I think I am giving this movie. That's why it's number three, because yeah. I'm, I am in awe of how well it worked. Yeah. And I think a lot of that had to do with the Thanos character because he really does unite everybody against him. And he was like a three dimensional character, which I didn't expect because right. I knew yeah. like, yeah, there's infinity stones and I've been following this. and I know basically what he's going to be doing, but you, they made him. You in the- walked into that theater with a fucking swagger. Like, yeah, fucking impress me. Well, because I was out like, Holy I, I shit, definitely went in like, but this is where like, I have been sitting there for the past, you know, there has been that superhero fatigue where I've been sitting there going like, okay, I get Marvel what you're doing. There's this character, Thanos in the back background and there's these infinity stones that were kind of like you know doling out in these films and this is the storyline and i think that's why i've become impatient with some of the newer movies Mm. because it's like you're not talking about the infinity war we're not but i can clearly tell that's the story it's like playing a uh uh, like a uh, multi you know the the multi uh, what am I trying to say? Those multiplayer games. Yeah. Or whatever. And MMO. Side, side and open, missions and shit. Yeah, the open world game. Right, where yeah, you, yeah. You're like, you can do this mission or this mission, but you really, this is the one that's the actual story. And that I kind of locked onto that with Marvel. Right. And it's like, you guys keep coming out with these fucking movies every year, and I don't care, because I want this one to go somewhere. And now I finally, I have got it. But they made Thanos like this, uh, this like three-dimensional character, mm-hmm. which surprised the living shit out of me i understand what his goal is i understand yeah. why i, I actually get... empathize with him a little bit even. but that's like, weird yeah, because basically yeah. they made him like a pita or greenpeace terrorist right yeah, i mean right. Yeah. the guy who's exactly. like well, yeah. you people eat meat i'm gonna destroy half the world in order to and, and this is the, the cautionary tale i suppose yeah. with that kind of activism yeah. but they made him in a relatable in a way where mm-hmm. you understand what his goal is and the sacrifices that he's willing to make you know and i'm like what are we are we ever going to see these characters again uh you know it was like it was an experience i mean watching this movie and yeah it's big you know buttered popcorn kind of you know but this is the Nothing alchemy wrong with that. i but right i don't and i think sometimes they are transcendent and i think it's when all the uh you know all the cylinders are firing in you know at, at once mm-hmm. or in sequence and yeah. it's like this movie i yeah i was uh, uh i'm gonna be watching this like for the rest of my life i think it's probably one of yeah. those like i can keep watching that movie and not uh not get tired of it mm-hmm. 
No, oh, no, yeah. It's a controversial choice. I'm no, sure. I just, yeah. for, for you, no, yes. for, for, you for you, yeah. I like I, I, I truly considered putting Infinity War on my list. Like I bet I had a constant mental battle, but <laughs> when it came down to it, I just didn't want to like, talk. It's I just cheesy. Didn't, it's a no. I just no, we just like can we talk about Marvel again. I just didn't want to talk about it anymore. That's why it wasn't on my list. I was like, you know what? I right. just don't want to talk about it anymore. I literally thought that was it. <laughs> can I put a Marvel movie on my right. list? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is that a thing? I know. That's what. Yeah. I had that. I was wrestling with that. Yeah. And I'm like, goddamn. And I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I mean, it feels like I've almost yeah. eliminated. I was like, of course, there's Marvel, and so we'll set it to the side yeah, and not yeah, mention. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But we, this we is did an before, extraordinary though. Marvel. We did movie, it before, though. We put Civil War on our list. Oh, did we? We did. Okay. Yeah, we did. I think that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, again, but that like, was the last movie I think before Infinity War. Like, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that was the last one that really registered. Right, it was with just me. like holy shit. Yeah. It was like Avengers, Captain Marvel, or sorry, Captain America three. And Infinity War, right. I think, yeah. are like the, but the, the those standouts. are the big things in the storyline. Yeah, like yeah. again, you said yeah. the main storyline you're latched onto and the one you're interested in. Like yeah, that, those were it. Yeah, and I put Spider Man on mine last year, but that's, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, but I just I didn't want to talk about Infinity War anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I agree with what you're saying. All wonderful points. Totally. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I saw Aquaman today, and uh, you know, it's it's a big, much bigger movie. I mean, because that's what they do, right? It's like every movie bigger, has to be apparently bigger, better. And better than yeah. the last one. But and I'm not dogging on the movie because ultimately, I think maybe I did like it, but uh, it uh, maybe I really had problems with uh, a, a lot of the logic in that movie where I didn't in Infinity where I think because you alcohol, you have gotten to know these characters and in movies prior to it. So that's kind of it's unfair. Right. You can't just go and watch this movie and maybe say it's like this is a great one of the best movies of the year because you have to have seen the prior Marvel right. movies and introductions yeah. of the characters. And you know who they are. So when you see this, it means more to you. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, but yeah. so did Empire Strikes Back. You yeah. had to see Star Wars. True. Before you saw Empire Strikes Back. So Indeed. Uh, Sean, what's your number three? Well, to continue on with the Marvel theme, uh, my number three is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Man. I thought you were going to say Ant-Man and the Wasp. No, although I did enjoy that movie this year more than That's the first. That's a divisive movie. More than the first Ant-Man. I had fun with that movie. But yeah, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, this is my number three this year. Um, we've gotten a lot of Spider-Man movies over the years. Mm-hmm. We've done the franchise. We're on our, what, third iteration third. of... Spider-Man yep. at this point. Um, we're even doing movies where we shoot off like secondary characters into their own franchises. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's stuff to go on there. Uh, this movie to me felt like the perfect, I, I keep using the word distillation. I don't know if it's the right one of Spider-Man. It feels like pure Spider-Man at this point. Like everything I know about the comics and what they get across about Peter Parker as a character, what he stands for. Are what you, Spider-Man are you, are you does. a comic book reader? I mean, you know these. I, I've, I've read. I've. Uh, I've read. I, I've read a few comic books. I'm not an avid reader. I'm not picking up weeklies and all that shit. Um, I'm just curious because, like, I, I don't read the comics. I, I, I go yeah. back. I read the big event ones, like you know, Gwen Stacy dies and shit like that. Like I go through and read those. Civil War, I go through and read those. Did you watch uh, the the Spider Man uh, the cartoon that was on in the uh, the Fox Kids cartoon? Yes, okay. yes, oh okay. yeah, all okay. the time. But those were, that. I think, adaptations. Somebody yes. will correct me if I'm wrong. I think those were adaptations of 
the comic story. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, watch the shit out of that one. Um, so I, I feel like I know a little bit about Spider-Man. I don't know a lot about Spider-Man. There's uh, obviously people out there who know way more than I do. But this felt like what Spider-Man does, what he stands for. The writing in this movie, um, Phil Lord and Chris Miller are involved in this movie. They didn't direct it. Um, I believe they produced it, and I believe there was um, some credit on the script as well. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller obviously mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Like the 21 and 22 Jump Street and everything, and they, the Lego did, movie. Yeah. And got mm-hmm. fired off a Solo. Fired off a Solo, yeah, which, yeah, right. uh, after watching this movie, I'm like, fuck them. Take a chance and like let those guys make a Solo movie, because at least maybe it wouldn't have been boring. Um, but this movie, like, and getting all these uh, characters together, because um, you get, uh, you get, uh, you, I don't know if you know about the movie. It starts with Miles Morales, who is yep. Spider-Man in a universe where the original Spider-Man dies. This is known, no spoilers. Um, uh, and so he, it's his journey into becoming the new Spider-Man. And in that process, um, there is. Uh, um, an event that happens, which brings a bunch of other spider people into his universe mm-hmm. that he's got to deal with, and at some point get spider back to the universe. Spider people and creatures. Spider people and spider ham is in this spider movie. Ham. I have read Spider Peter. Ham comics. Did you? Yes. Oh my I, god. I may have one. Oh actually, yeah. Peter Porker. Peter Porker. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. <laughs> All the elements of this movie, the writing, um, the script is great. Um, the voice actors they got for all the characters are fantastic. Um, Who's in it? Uh, Jake Swanberg is the uh, kind of the old, I've been Spider-Man for 20 years, mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's Peter Parker. He's, he's Peter B. Parker. He's one of the Peter B. Uh-huh. Parkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The original Peter Parker is Chris Pine. He plays like 10 years, 10 years into being Spider-Man, cool Spider-Man and everything. Nick Cage plays Spider-Man Noir or Spider-Noir. Spider-Noir was my favorite. <laughs> he's great. There's a few jokes with him that are awesome. Uh, Spider- I think I was him. the only one in my theater that laughed at his joke <laughs> really yeah oh his are great but they're so it feels like they're so subtle they are like he's not I going for a joke it. he's just being nick cage as spider-man yeah. you're just like that's funny it's like mm. it's not the obvious joke like but 1940s it's fun- detective spider-man it's, it's fucking perfect. funny because he's it's using so like funny. the dialogue from that era which is great yeah. he's fighting dudes it's great it's funny john mulaney plays spider-ham Mm-hmm. Uh, which is perfect for that. Haley Steinfeld is Spider Gwen, Gwen yeah. Stacy, um, and there's the uh, uh, the Japanese kind of like the uh, the, uh, the anime the anime yeah. version of Penny Parker, yeah, with her robot and everything. Uh, but the the voice acting is great. The script is great. The biggest thing about this, the cinematography, the visuals, the visuals God. of this movie, and it's not just the look because the animation is fantastic, and it's the closest they'll ever come. Like I don't need it to be like to look like a comic book, but they do that comic book styling in this movie that is fantastic. It's, it's, it's subtle. What do you call it? it? It's, it's uh, more or something it's, like it's, that. It's the, the, the dots. The, yeah, the dots yeah, in yeah, like yeah. a printer. The, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's subtle because you don't necessarily it's, it's always notice edges. that they're there. Right. It's, it's on the really edges cool. of everything, and they do it very well. But not only that, it's the camera work. Yeah. And to say that about an animated movie, I don't know if that's weird, but the camera work in this movie is fantastic. It Mm -hmm. feels like it takes the views of like what you would expect if you had two people talking to each other who were Spider-Man and who were standing on the side of a building. Like just, you know. Uh, yeah. What what vertical on the side of a building as spider people would do just having a conversation like the camera work is fantastic in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. I think it's hilarious. Um, there were some emotional moments in this movie that had me choked up where I'm just like, oh, God, that's right. 
because each spider character is dealing with their own shit, obviously being brought into this universe. Some of them don't want to go back to their own because they like fucked it up. Like with the relationships and it's like it gets emotional, but it's also teaching Miles Morales like he's the newest Spider-Man to this whole group. Mm -hmm. So obviously, like it is it's an origin story for him. And they do a funny thing where they go through and kind of do the mini origin story for each one. Yeah, but (laughs) but they go through. No, but you you give that look, but they do it. But it's real quick. It's like yeah. 20 seconds, 30 seconds of like, okay, so this is where we're at. And it turns into a gag because they keep doing the same thing mm-hmm. over and over again. Mm-hmm. But they do it real quick and they get into it. Um, but they and, but the longer one is Miles Morales. But the way they go about it is it's really heartfelt. And it's got all the other spider people kind of telling him like, you're not ready for this. You'll get to this. Um, this is my experience with this. Mm-hmm. And they're all being kind of mentors to him and it all comes together and leads up to a very big moment where like he does get to a point where he like saves them and he becomes one of the, he is Spider-Man. He becomes that. It's the moment when he really becomes Spider-Man. Right. And it's a great journey. I think mostly the comedy in this thing, it's very funny and uh, it's just a a really good Spider-Man movie. Everyone feels like Spider-Man and I don't know how to like say that more, the like that feels more like Spider-Man than anything we've gotten thus Mm. far. It's really feels like it. So Mm. uh, fucking Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. So that's Spider-Man's having a good year because there was that uh, video game that that everybody apparently is like, this is one of the greatest. They loved it. I haven't played it, but I saw my nephew was watching a bunch of the cutscenes or something on YouTube. I was going to go out and be like, I need to go rent this and play it on my buddies because I feel I need to play this game. Because now I think they have the costume from. Um, yeah, which does. Well, the costume from that game shows up in this movie. So, yeah, because yeah, that's what I, I heard. It's like yeah, a meta. Kinda, right. okay. And there's there's a little glimpses of even uh, Donald Glover shows up. Anybody here watch Community? Yeah, 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 of course. You know, yeah. When Donald Glover wakes up in the season two premiere and he's dressed in the Spider-Man thing yes. and jumps out of bed. Yeah. That little clip shows up in this movie for That's like a amazing. split second on the TV oh, in I his uncle's that. house. I saw it for a split second. I'm like, oh shit, there it is. When, are we, just gonna, when are we just going to let him be Spider-Man? Like, uh, it's we just too late. Let it's too late. They, he got to be his, uh, his uncle, yeah, Miles he's, Morales' he's uncle. In- He's in Homecoming. He's the Uncle Aaron in Homecoming. Yeah, he's um he's the Prowler, or he's going to yeah. be the Prowler. Yeah, they knew what they were doing in this movie. Like it is, it feels like a pure Spider-Man movie to me, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. That's my number. It's also yeah. like uh, it's I don't know, risky. It's a Sony movie, I see. Yes, it is. It is. But the fact that they have an actual Spider-Man series still going with Homecoming and whatever mm-hmm. yeah. the next one is. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that was shared with Marvel. This yeah. is shared with Marvel. It's got the Marvel logo on the beginning of In it. In association now. with Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that you can launch, like, another Spider-Man series yeah. while your other Spider-Man series is still <laughs> actually happening. Right. Yeah. And then I mean, do a spin-off series. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... It's crazy. I don't know if that's unheard of, but that's definitely weird, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, a bold new move for, like, the way that movies can, you know... Right. Hey, yeah, we're just going <laughs> to... We're going to do Spider-Man live action, Spider-Man mm-hmm. cartoons. Yeah. I'm glad they can do it, because I want to follow, like, this animated Spider-Man. Yeah. Make another one? Sure, I'm in. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. My my only thing was... it it And it's, it's so funny. I, I feel like I 
Yeah, I just said this about your other movie, <laughs> but I, I feel like I feel like it's it's. Why do you hate my movie? It's focused for a younger audience. I wish it had been a little more mature. I did take my kid to this movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, I wish it had been a little more mature. I think it would have been really fantastic. I, I liked it, and but I then, agree with but everything. There's you're another Spider-Man series for that. I know. I, I know. Like, yeah. I, I guess that's it. I mean, they're trying to cover the quadrants. I guess my, my thing is, it's just that was the one element that made it not quite for me. I don't know. I laughed I a lot. My kid looked at me going, what? Oh, because there yeah. was enough shit where I'm just like, that's funny. No, I know was, you don't get it, I, but it's funny. I laughed. And so, you know, I, re- I really loved the Warner Brothers joke with the, with the spider ham. He said, "That's all, folks." And they're like, "Is that legal?" <laughs> right, yeah, they did. They're just like, "It can't be legal." It's that like, was is this funny. what we're doing now. I yeah. liked that joke. There's some, there's some, yeah. and there's some just like blatant stuff. Where I was like, "Oh shit, they're talking about this." What are they doing? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it's like fourth wall stuff. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, tons of fourth wall stuff in this. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's good. So this it's is like shit. the younger uh, version of like de- the Deadpool kind of uh, probably sense yes. of humor. Yeah. Okay. But I think- hey, wait. Anybody see uh, Once Upon a Deadpool? I have not. No. Okay. No. I don't. I don't need to see it. <laughs> I don't need to see I really it. don't. I'm an adult. I can watch the Aria version. I don't exactly. need to yeah. see the. PC. I didn't. I don't think it's doing. Show, I, I will say they showed a lot on the in the tra- every single trailer. They I appreciate. For it. It's a marketing the, genius. I was like, I appreciate it's the marketing. marketing. It's yeah. marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. It's yeah. a great way to make. More money, but yeah. I mean, I don't think it is know. though. I don't. Yeah. I think everybody saw Deadpool too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Holly, Holly. Uh, your number three. Uh, my number three um, was actually a Netflix uh, movie, or more of an anthology, really. Ooh, uh, oh, I know what this is. <laughs> we're talking about the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yep. Ah. Yes, a Coen Brothers uh, anthology on Netflix, and it was it, it brought the western to life in just the most wonderful ways. Um, I really, it was one of the movies this year that I was just like, this one made me enjoy watching a movie. I didn't have that a lot this year. And this one really, I was like, this is it. Because of the tone you're saying. I think it, yeah, I think it was the tone. It's, it's just such a wonderful mix. Um, it makes you happy. There's some sad parts. Like it's. Would just... you mind sharing of the six? Which one's your favorite? Oh, I was going to ask you that. Yeah. yeah. How many? Yeah. How many of them? Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. Which one's your favorite? Just start there. Well, oh yeah. God, which one's my favorite? That because I, I have a clear favorite. Do you really? Yeah, yeah I do. I, really I have do. not finished this. No. What? Oh, no, oh my God! I, I watched I had, it all at once and was like, uh, "There's not more." <laughs> I, I had to leave at one point. I oh, never got back to God. it. Like, I, I ended yeah. up in the Liam Neeson. Um, you didn't yeah, make it that yeah. far then. Got, no, not very far. You know, no. I thought that was that was the that was the lowest moment. I agree. Yeah, yeah, that one I. I mean, it's a beautiful story. You know, very uh, shot things. Yeah. It's really. Oh God! It's really hard for me to pick a favorite. Um. The opening one is amazing. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, the actual, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, the, the title the story. The dialogue oh, and the it's, writing it's, in that is it's so snappy. Yeah. It's, oh, Jesus. It's yeah. wonderful. When he walks into the bar and it hits the dust off him and it's <laughs> yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. I love what he wonderful. does to, what's, what's his name? Uh, Brown, Yancey Brown? Clan- Clancy Brown? Clancy Brown? Oh, what yeah, he does yeah, to yeah, him is fucking great. Oh, my God. It is. It's hilarious and it gets. It gets that spirit of of a western, 
but it makes it hilarious. But it's, it's just it, because it's, it's the like, Cohen brothers. Right. It is exactly. So, yeah, exactly. It's filtered through the Cohen, the right. Cohen exactly. brothers' exactly. sensibilities. You know when you walk into a bar and you just and they start telling, oh, this there's the legend of a guy who's around here. It feels yeah. like we're into that story of the legend of this person. And what, so. what? Yeah. What makes it so wonderful is like Buster Scruggs is basically telling his ballad. Like he's, yes. mm-hmm. you know, it's not like oh, there's a legend of a man and someone's telling you he's. He's his own story, and yeah. it's just yeah, it's great. He the mu like the music. Oh my god, mm-hmm. it was so. I think every single yeah. one of them did. Every single one of them have like a song. Or was it just uh, no? Maybe no. The second one definitely didn't. Right. Yeah. Which one was the second? That one? was the James Franco one. Which I I did. <laughs> I didn't think I would like that one. I really liked that. One. I know. I yeah. think that yeah, might be my that one, one. Might be my favorite. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, they talked First about time. this. Yeah. 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 I, I was, I was <laughs> like, that's <laughs> where the meme came from. I was like, because I seen the meme when I hadn't seen it yet, and I was like. That one. That's funny. That, as soon as James Franco, because I'm not a huge Franco fan, but as soon no, as he, but he screen, does certain yeah. things, very. I was right. like, yeah. oh man. And then I, that one was just wonderful. I didn't. <laughs> that one has almost no dialogue. In it has too. very yeah. little dialogue. It's just, all, it's just situational, and it's so funny. It's almost like they're, they're not so much. I, mean, I was going to say different styles, but there maybe is like a unifying style. To, the six stories that I think originally when they talked about this, it was going to be yeah. a series for yeah. Netflix, yeah. and then they just because of the running time. On each of them, some of them run long, some of them are mm-hmm. short. Uh, you know, they put them together. It's one movie. It's maybe like two fifteen or something like that yeah. in, uh, mm-hmm. in the running time. But so there's six stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, personally, I thought you know, I, yeah, I would say this is one of the. I was uh, like toying again. This yeah. is going to be on my list at some point. Yeah. I, you know, uh, I would say like three of them. Three of the stories are great. Yeah. Being the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, the yeah. first one, James Franco, the. No, I would say no. Really? Uh, really? Yeah, I like the. Oh, that one. Um, Do you like the old prospector? Me. I liked that one. I love the prospector. I, so I, we have obviously. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. No, I thought it was the girl who. Oh, what oh was it the, called? the wagon train. The wagon, yeah, the, the wagon, wagon train, train. I thought that was the one emotionally one. got me. That, that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was like woof. the most western oh, western yeah. one. It really that. was. I like that one. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I like the last one also, but I mean, it's interesting that we have different ones. But I would say, yeah, three great ones, two good ones, and one that was like. Man, that was because I mean Neeson ultimately, one. yeah, ultimately I like all of them. I yeah. mean, it just the Liam Neeson one is is the the weakest link. We know this, but I, I but that's the idea of it. And the it story's is, not bad. It's just not bad. compared, it, I think, to the ones around. It's not good, and it's, it's yeah. like it, it goes it's on. It, it's yeah. very repetitive. Yeah. I mean, I get then, where it's going. And it's, right. I was I was watching that one, and at a certain point, I was like, "Is there a point to this?" I mean, it's it's like, it's, yeah, because mm. they keep doing that. And I'm just yeah, it's right. I get that. It's purposefully repetitive, yeah. which I understand, yeah. um, and I right. I do appreciate the tone that the ending brings because it, it's the Coen Brothers. So at some point, yeah. you have to have. Well, that. they're all all the stories are ultimately in one way or another about death. I mean, they're Tra- all, they are, they're yeah. all tragedies, they are. Yeah. which we which we learn. I mean, the, the last story brings all that together in a common yeah. theme. Yeah, you know, the, the only problem I have with the the last one was the one where while I like the story itself, it was yeah. where. The limitations of like the digital photography or whatever the hell yeah. they were doing. Like I was aware that, you know, I've never seen a Cohen's Cohen brother movie where I could see the, like the outline of the, where they had separated the dude from the green screen before. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of disappointed, oh, really? but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like, it's very artificial, uh, in a way that like, disturbed me it's because jarring. I was like, this should be, you know, this is the Cohen brothers. This right. should yeah. be like a game. Yeah. 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 So uh. I think, 
you know, stylistically mm-hmm. uh, or thematically, the writing is strong. The Wonderful. performances are fantastic. Fantastic. Because they from everybody. bring in like Tyne Daly from, uh, you know, Cagney and Lacey. And they, yeah. Yeah. they bring in uh, Saul Rubinek. You recognize all the faces, whether or not you know their names. Even like, the little every, characters. Every, every you're person, saying, you're like, I've seen them yeah. in something. Yeah. Because they, they all, I think, you know, the Coen brothers are these people who can command people, uh, you know, just yeah, want to work yeah. with them because yeah. they, right. are, yeah. they are. So they yeah. can yeah. get anybody. Yeah, yeah we want to, you want, Clancy Brown to show up, you know, exactly. for a right, for short a amount second. of time, yeah. Uh, yeah. a small amount of time. He'll do it for the Cohen brothers. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So I, I, I loved it absolutely. I think the, the Cohen brothers did a wonderful job bringing their version of the West to life. It just we we, we do all love a we all around love, love a Coen Western. brothers Western. Yeah, 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 yeah. we do. Yeah. That's uh, True Grit and uh, yes. I don't know if we'd call No Country for Old Men's a Western. It's yeah. a modern. It really is. It's a Western. Yeah. 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 It's a yeah. fucking Western. So, I, mean, I like their yeah. Westerns. I want to yeah. see more yeah. of their Westerns. Good Westerns. More of them, please. But yeah. this please. is like, the fact that this didn't come out theatrically it's blows me away. I can't believe it. I know it, it, I think it, it went it to got, festivals. I think it got into the thing yeah. where they just like didn't know what to do with it. Because it ended up being... Was it financed by Netflix? I can't remember if they gave them um, money for it. Yeah, I don't know if this was the I don't remember, because it, it went it to festivals, like, so I, yeah, I, but and I, I don't think, remember But Netflix if, will do that. Like, festivals they do, yeah. Because but, if they if they release it in some capacity, it gets them... Because uh, you have to be placed theatrically somehow to be uh, right. in qualification Awards. for an Oscar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think it did that. Like, it was Which in is, theaters yeah. for, like, a week or something to qualify right. for an Oscar, but it's like... Which it did qualify for Oscars. I think the ballot of the ballad got is on the short list. Yeah, they released a lot of Oscar yeah, shortlists this week. The writing is just it wasn't originally. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Was it originally intended to be a TV series though? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 For like, Netflix, I, which yeah, is so, why, yeah. which yeah. is why, like they didn't know what to do with it, so yeah. they like decided on a route, which is not. I'm so yeah. frustrated yeah. that it's not though, because that means we probably won't get more now. Right. And I want more. Like I would yeah, like to get like seasons. Yeah, like a one off, and then the, yeah, they'll never come back. I feel to like that. this is all we're gonna get. And yeah, I'm really disappointed. I, I, yeah. But I kind of think that in this case, that might be a better thing. That's no, probably, yeah. I want more. I'm like, I, I, I no, want I want more, yeah. more, but I'm not. I'm not so well, sure that yeah. would have been good. I'm with more. you. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think right. we want more. That's where you leave them. Yeah. Right. You know, leave them always wanting more because when we get more, most times that's where it's like, yeah, well, you can't rewrite another fucking chapter of the Bible. And that's a Star Wars movie. Exactly. Everything You've never do. seen the Bible. And, and and I'm with you. Like, wasn't the New Testament a new <laughs> chapter of the Bible? That's true. But I mean, you can't write another chapter to the Bible now. And that's uh, what yeah, but, but, but they just wrote this now, so we can't write another uh, right. chapter. Yeah, Colin, yeah. somebody has written a new chapter of the Bible just because it's sitting in their basement yeah. uh, with all their other mm-hmm. weird yes. religious shit going mm-hmm. on in the wall. Yeah. It doesn't mean it you doesn't exist. Yeah, yes, yeah, right. yeah. But I'm but I, I'm with you. What what anchored this movie is it's the writing. It's gorgeous. It's and the characters are phenomenal and I, mm-hmm. I love characters and they're just all written so beautifully and I definitely think everyone should watch The Ballad of Buster Scruggs yeah, the, I mean the the this is the thing I think uh, it feels like a lot of writers are missing like these guys uh, have like a florid way with the language yes. yeah yeah uh, where it, they remember words that everybody else has forgotten. Yes. They have a, a large vocabulary. Yeah. Yes. And they also have like a sense of place for the time. Yeah. And yeah. You know, I didn't live in 1850 no. or 1870 or whatever this is set. So I don't know that it's accurate. But uh, well, you're you delighted know, to hear it when it does. It come sounds like it's period. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? And I guess no, that's the everything thing. about yeah. it was believable. Mm-hmm. Well, like, yeah, like, you, if nothing else, you want to believe that that's how they spoke. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's my number three. All right. My okay. number three 
Um, it's a movie I watched very recently and that I cannot <laughs> stop thinking about is The Clove Hitch Killer. Oh, dear, yeah. Oh, wow, guys. This, oh, I want to uh, see this movie. Like... From, I, this is on Shutter, right? Um, Shutter? It's on Amazon Prime. Is how oh, okay, I watched okay. it. Um, Wait, to buy, you have to I rented it. it. I've okay, heard this title, um, so you got to tell me yes. all about it. I don't, don't tell too much. Yeah, I no, no, I, I can't tell you a <laughs> lot. I, kept, I really I kept can't. Hearing about it, and I never watched the trailer for it, but I watched the trailer for I last night. I'm like, I want to know. I don't want to know any more about this. I know nothing. I had only heard about it like literally three days ago on another podcast, and I was like, Why have I never heard of this movie? It's not getting any press. It's not getting any marketing. So hopefully, we're doing our part here. Dylan McDermott is in it, turning in. An Oscar-worthy performance I that no one's ever going to see. It's yeah, but like, like you might like him, but he's not good. You know what I'm saying? Like in most things, he's not that. I good. I didn't say it was good. So like, he's yeah. a very CBS <laughs> procedural type of man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And this movie, I love him in Steel Magnolias. <laughs> well, don't we all? <laughs> this is this is he's incredible in this movie. Um, all I'm going to say about the plot of this movie is there's this town where they've had an ongoing serial killer. Um, they've it's had like 10 to 12 victims thus far, but it's been dormant for about 10 years. They haven't had a victim for 10 years. The kids now that live in this community are growing up kind of being like, well, who the fuck was it? Is this person still around? Or is this something we should worry about? And that's, it's kind of from like a high schooler's perspective of that. Um, if that you're alone a, sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. If you're yeah. a true crime fan. Uh, yes, you're gonna be like me, and the the movie's gonna open, and you're gonna see something, and it's gonna make your gut drop into your butt because you're if you know details about major true Guts crime cases, butt. yes, like you're gonna be like, I recognize that from this, I recognize that from Ooh. this, and like the research and the, the attention to detail in this movie of the cases they pull things from mm. is incredible to the point when I when I was watching it with fans, I was like, this is gonna happen, he's gonna go in here, he's gonna do this, and this is gonna, and it is like that for two thirds of the movie, and then. And then the third act, it takes everything you know about these actual true crime cases and flips it entirely. Uh. And the, I... I had like I was my stomach was a knots watching this movie the whole time because I was like I know what's gonna happen and I'm gonna have to watch it I'm gonna have to witness it now like it Dylan McDermott is so good I didn't know he could be this good I really didn't I didn't know he had it in him um I really wish I could tell you guys like what it's about because you would so get it like what I'm saying if I could tell you but I can't because sure. no one should know you gotta watch it it's amazing it's beautifully shot it has high production value I know the title sounds like a shitty shitty movie the title sounds like some like Asylum movie or something. The it's is, a, is a knot, right? The Klovich is a type of knot, which if you know true crime, that will head you in the right direction of what right, yes. of what this is like <laughs> leaning towards. Yes. Um, because they say that like early on, like, oh, he was named for that for the type of knot. And I was like, oh, I got it. Bingo. And like, I was able to like be five steps ahead of the movie because of that. Um, it's, it's almost entirely in the daytime, which Ooh, for which any true for, crime movie yeah. is weirdly unsettling. Yes. And there was... And if you can be scary in the daytime. Yeah, it's... You got some. And there's a lot of those scenes where, like, the camera's just looking through a doorway and, like, the people are moving in and out of the doorway and things are happening. The camera doesn't move at all for long amounts of time. Mm -hmm. And that was, like, driving me crazy. And, like, <laughs> there was, like... There was an infomercial on in the background while something was happening, and that was really disturbing because, like, that's a like, that's clearly like you're at home in the afternoon type oh, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Just the regular yeah. shit's happening. Yeah. 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 So, like, the environmental design and the thought put into things like that, I cannot believe more people are not talking about this movie. And I only heard about it a matter of days ago. It is incredible. I can't wait to revisit it. I feel like the person who made this really likes Fincher 
movies, but like mm. instead of it all being in the dark, it's like all in the daytime. Because like Fincher yeah. movies are all in the dark. They are. They're just <laughs> but, dark. In yeah, general. they're all in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't. I really like. I'm so frustrated that this movie didn't get more attention because it's so good. And yeah, it's gonna get you're completely literally overlooked. saying all the things that I yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Just, like, all the right words. So I've heard about this, yeah. but it's like meh. I watched Summer of '84, which was another one that yeah. sounds to me they sound similar. I'm sure they're not, but that's like yeah. a, it's a kids' adventure kind of that. There's this a serial is more killer like, has like a modern, gonna... cleaner finish. I would okay. say, like it's 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 present day, but like and its pace moves very quickly. Um, and you're you're with the like like a teenage character as his perspective throughout most of it. There's like a Rashomon moment where you follow different people's perspectives. That's really cool. Mm. Um, you, everyone's got to check this out. It's totally worth the six bucks it is to rent on Amazon Prime. Like it's, I'm so mad that like no one told me <laughs> earlier about this movie because it's so good. Mm. So. Clover Hitch Killer. It's, Clover Hitch? Yeah, Clo- Clover Hitch. Clover Hitch. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, it's not a great title, but Clover Hitch Killer. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's thing the that's type working of against it. Yeah, 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 probably. Because I heard that title and I was like, what the fuck is yeah. that about? But, well, shit. Yes. Colin, what is movie. your number two? Two. We're on number two. Number two. I, I think I know it. Yeah, you know I what this know is because it. it's going to be one or two. You know, yeah, 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 Sean's got, got me figured out. You yeah. probably I got okay. it. Okay. I, I have an idea of where it's going. Oh, are they? Where are we going to so. figure out which order they're in? No, I think they're going to be the same. Uh, uh, I know what they are. All right. I, I feel like I know what they are. I have a good idea. Well, like, this is uh, the worst experience that I had in in movie in a movie theater this year, and I say that by the psychic weight of this movie. Like uh, it, uh, yeah, it was just man heavy. Movies aren't always supposed to be light and fluffy and fun and games. No, sometimes, sometimes when you're watching a dreadful. horror movie, dreadful horror movies are supposed to make you feel uh, horrified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I suppose mm-hmm. uh, this movie. Movie is Ari Aster's first movie. It's called Heredit- Hereditary, um, which I also I'm going to go out and say. Did like, you watch this last night? They, yeah, I yeah. did. Oh, okay. Oh, you just you just recently I watched just, it. Just recently, less than 24 hours ago, She's I watched this movie. She's not an 24 oh, wow. fan, folks. This is the third strike, man. Oh shit, they're just All not right. for yeah, me. But you didn't like the witch, and what was the other one? Well, the it witch comes was at like, night. It comes at night. Well, I didn't like it. Comes at night. No. I will say this one I liked the most out of those three. <laughs> oh man, I don't know which. It's I think, the best piece. I think I like. Of those three, I think The Witch is still my favorite. I think that was my last year or the year before. The year before, yeah. Um, So apparently, I have a thing for satanic horror movies. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I saw this one. Like Colin's gonna fucking love this movie. Yeah, I I loved Hereditary um, (laughs) because uh, there's so many uh, facets. Uh, Number one, uh, it was a movie that uh, I, I deliberately tried to avoid because I think yes. the buzz came out of Sundance yes. and they said like this is the next big horror movie and it's all and coming out like, like a year in advance yeah. there was it's way a, too we much have buzz to like, I don't want to know anything about the movie ever movie. made and then you go see the trailer and the trailer shows you like this movie which intrigued me I admit I was like I was I'm like okay I do want to see this but I'm like don't show me too much but I'm watching the trailer going like I really don't know what this movie's about right which I loved I loved the fact that I saw a trailer that didn't give everything away I yeah. saw something today it was what about the dog's life or something like that and at the end of it the dog gets lost 
right? And at the end of it, yeah. like the dog comes back to the Is this home. a dog's journey home? Dog's journey home. It like, is. In the they show the trailer, fucking they, what like, happens. What? Yeah. The yeah. whole yeah. movie. The whole yeah. movie. Yeah. Whole movie. I'm like, I don't trailer. need to see this now. That to be fair, uh, some of the hype for this movie was coming from the people involved in it. Alex Wolf straight up said he feels like he has PTSD from making this movie. Like, there were people involved in this movie that were like pushing this, the hype. He should have this, PTSD. Uh, yeah. This movie... I right, mean, but like that's the, a convenient marketing ploy as well. It might be true, sure, but it's also a marketing. And this gimmick. is one of those movies that feels kind of uh, unsafe for the that. people yeah. who were in the movie. <laughs> and I am going to say right now that my favorite, I think, best actor, well, best actress performance in a movie is Tony Collette for this film. I mean, like actors take note. Go watch what she does in this movie. Have you seen a TV show called The United States of Terror? Yeah. I haven't. She's in it for four seasons where she plays someone with multiple personalities. Yeah. Uh, see, She's I've done this before. Her, I've, I've seen it before. I've seen her feature work, but that's what I'm saying. TV. Every time that she has, I mean, ever since, I mean, she was in Shaft, and I thought that she was like, you know, eh. But The Sixth Sense, I think, was maybe the first time that she, I took yeah. notice of her. No, she's great. I'm just saying, like, she's, she's done this actress. before. It's yeah. not her she, first go she at it. Well, she but she's good. based <laughs> on this film this year. She's also yeah. very good. Yeah, she's very good in that. She's, I think she's, she's very always good. good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. even in the Fright Night remake, she does stuff she, that yeah, is, like, beyond yes. just being in that yeah. movie. Just being there. She's and a yeah. great actress. Yeah. She's a great actress, and this is the best performance that I saw this year. Uh, was in, and because it's it, it just it's heart wrenching. I mean, this movie is horrifying. It's a horror movie, but it, you know it defines the the word horrifying. I sat there the whole way through it, kind of like. I mean, I, I could do a facial uh, version of how I felt, but that doesn't do play well. You know, it's kind of like... Just do it for us. You're just like... <laughs> the whole way through the movie, right? You, you just, really? Uh, oh, I felt like I saw so many things coming in this movie. See, I didn't. Oh, and see. that is like, the, I think, why it worked. Um, going back at it, there were things that I picked up that made sense later on that I was not consciously aware of that I was being fed mm. uh, the information ahead of yeah. time. Is that the same experience yeah. you had? Yeah. Like on the second watch, you're like, oh, that was there. This right. was there. That was there. There was one thing, uh, you know, uh, that I. Uh, uh, what? What? I can't what? say because no, there's a bunch say. of people who haven't seen it out there, and I, you know, I would encourage you to check it out. But uh, to 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 basically say that it is a, a, a satanic movie, I suppose, gives something away. Yeah. But there were shocks and surprises that I had in it. There's the whole movie is just this uh, domestic drama that it takes place uh, uh, about. It's like looking at multiple generations of one family and just the um, resentment and yeah. pain, uh, you know, from past things that <laughs> they project on other people. <laughs> oh, shit. For like, the, I mean, there's scenes I in this I don't feel movie. like that's a strong enough word, even resentment. Like, yeah. oh, I yeah. feel like it's oh, more than hatred. That. Hatred. Yeah. 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 Straight up hatred. There's some like, I mean, there are some scenes in this movie that cut to the bone, which is just basically like three people sitting at a it's dining dinner, room yeah, table. The, I have the, a question The dining room scene is fucking... Whoa. As someone who just recently watched this and is probably still processing it, 
who are we supposed to like identify with in this movie? Who are we supposed to grab onto and like who's Tony the protagonist? Collette. I think it's Tony I Collette. don't agree because she does some she makes some horrible choices and well, yeah. does some terrible things. Well, right, yeah, yeah just uh, but I even think, from the first act, yeah, though, but you're just watching her. I think you identify. So with, oh, there so isn't saying, one. There isn't someone I'm supposed to like identify with. No, no, and it's her. Through this movie. Well, it's a, but you're I, saying she made, makes it, decisions that you would. I not don't make. find anyone it, in this it, movie likable or identifiable at all. It may oh. jump, but I, I mean, there's certain points where I'm just, Tony Collette says things and does say, I'm just like, I understand that. Uh, okay. You, the first moment. Yeah, we're not I, saying that you should do no, these no, things, no, but no, I understand no. the but, well of right. hurt but that my, it's coming my from. My questioning who the protagonist was started so early on in the movie before any of the actual horrors that in, when she demands that her teenage son take her younger daughter to a high school party with him i was immediately like what kind of fucking parent would do this what is wrong with you what, like what is your perspective she, yeah but she's trying to socialize she yeah. sees that one of the kids but is she says is they're going to be drinking there and she seems suspicious of the fact that there's going to be drinking but then forces him to take his sister i think it doesn't yeah, because make that means that, that like he no can't sense. drink yeah he yeah. can't drink he can't drink if the sister's there right but oh, that's that's that, this is some which, terrible parenting which, holy shit this uh, but i think it's real I think that, that I is don't, real parenting. I don't think that's real parenting. <laughs> no, I do not think that's real parenting. I don't think an actual parent would send their younger child in that situation. Yeah, but mm-hmm. just, just, just to prevent their other one from that drinking. That was the moment saying, where I was like, who is the protagonist in this movie? should or would. I think a lot of people do. I think it's I think it's realistic. Right, whether you like, would or this not. This is what yeah. people do. I really I don't think not I really do that. Is. I don't think that's a thing that uh, happens. Oh, I, I don't think I would do that. Yeah, I think. I don't know, but that's the way it no, read to me anyway. No, because then you're just exposing your younger child to this uh, more adult activity at a party. Yeah, people are not smart and do shit yeah. like this. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. So who's my protagonist here? So you're here? saying you couldn't because relate it to it because no, she's just making so morally decisions. Yeah, someone. and yeah. no one but is... But I don't think anyone in this movie is making some a moral decision that you're going to agree with. I, that's my point. So where is my access point? I, but I don't I, feel like I have one with I, this movie. You don't, I don't necessarily but think you But you empathize with them, don't you? I don't empathize with anyone because they're all terrible people. See, I empathized with them, because of the, yeah, but well, sure. I, I I accept like that really because, shitty things. Like, I accept that because like a super they're extreme. I accept that because there's a, like a wide variety of yeah. human experience. It's not like necessarily mine or the way that I would approach right, this. But, like, granted. but in but a movie a, making experience, you need someone to follow through this movie. Yeah, I followed Tony Collette. I guess. Right. Yeah. I mean, if it didn't work on you, it and didn't work because she was just as bad as everyone else in this movie. And like the, the bad people in this movie are so much more extreme than the bad people in any other movie. Like the, everything in this movie is pushed to such an extreme. Well, yeah. I will agree yeah. that because the stuff that eventually that the you find that out says. about this family and this, it's like, it's like these are people who went through uh, psychoanalysis. And the stuff are, she says to her son bearing, is straight up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Whether yeah. it was a dream or not, it's straight up unforgivable no, but to I, even think that. But I guess I still saw that as this is a representation of like an actual human emotion. Like I don't think that you it, it maybe feels, maybe you shouldn't. You know, and this is the thing in, in you psychoanalysis, you're stuff. supposed to say, bring all this stuff up. But it feels like a truth. Yeah, but if, yeah, that's it, it, that's it. That's, it, feels it feels like, like these a are truth. true things are they're 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 not sugarcoating anything. No, they're telling each other the truth in a way that's like so uh, raw and un, fucking yeah, yeah just, unvarnished that it's yes. like Jesus Christ. This even is, like Tony Collette has the reaction. She says it. Say like, this, dude. Yeah, yeah, what didn't even happen? Though that's my problem with this movie is half the stuff you see in the trailer and half the stuff that is like actual horror is dreams. It doesn't even really fucking happen. Uh, but it's representative of the feelings that these people have. Yeah, but who cares relates- if it has no actual consequence? 
doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm it's remembering your subconscious most of it thoughts, actually, but it's all dream sequences. Uh, I remember most of it actually happening, and then there was. There I was just certain, watched yeah, this less yeah, than 24 yeah. hours ago. A lot yeah. of it is cut to someone waking up, like jarred awake from their nightmare. That's yeah. most of the stuff um, until you get to the third act. Well, third act. It's is a like powerful shit, film. But- powerful i mean like seriously i when i said i haven't had a worst experience in a movie it made me feel terrible (laughs) right uh but i you know there are few movies that have that power you know to actually just make you feel awful this is one of them i don't know i'm not saying everybody wants to feel that that's not the same thing We've talked no, about but, this. Yeah, but it's not fear. It's, it's, but it's dread, it's, yeah. No, it was hor- it was, I was horrified. I was horrified by the stuff that came out of people's mouths in this movie. Horrified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just the, the, the psychic damage that this family unleashed in each other. Yeah. And then as it w- kept going, because I was like, I'm watching like basically a really fucked up version of a Lifetime movie or something like that. And as it kept going... Then it became more like a cult, and then I'm like, I'm more into this. Yeah, I think yeah. That yeah. some people will check out. I was like, this is grabbing me and pulling me even further into it. And by the end of it, I was like, all in. Like this is one of the best movies that I've seen this year. And you got to check out Hereditary. Sean, what's your number two? Guess what, Colin? <laughs> My number two is also hereditary. Yeah. Holy smokes. Holy yeah. <laughs> Michaela's just leaving. <laughs> and that's perfectly fine. Um, I, f- I feel the same things you do for you see this it in the movie. theater? Yes, I did. Okay. Oh, yes, I did. I wasn't going to miss one. I mean, one I don't know theater. if that qualifier means anything, but like. It's, well, there, there's no, there's about, something to be said of the theater yeah. experience, obviously. Um, and it's like I paid money to feel this shitty. Right. Yeah. But it's also like you, you go into movies like this to be and it, it, to see as it's happening, like the dread you experience, like during certain scenes, like the coming home from the party scene. And that's all I'll say about it. But to experience what happens in that and everything that happens in that sequence up to Tony Collette coming, waking up the next mm-hmm. morning, mm-hmm. like you, you can almost feel mm-hmm. that experience from the rest of the crowd, mm-hmm. like everyone experiencing that same feeling. And for a movie to do what they did in that, that first of all was just like, holy shit, we're not fucking around here because that is. In in scenarios where you like think of shit, where you're just like that would be the most horrifying thing in the world. Like if that happened to someone, or if I did that to someone, and then I just went off and went to bed. Like that is the most horrifying shit to me. That mm-hmm. scares. I have bad dreams about that shit. Yeah, maybe that's where it works because you're not supposed like a person in a movie doesn't behave that way. They yeah. would be behave in the idealized way. Sure, but this feels like it's getting at like. The way that people may right. actually react to stuff, yeah. Where it's, it's like it's it's so traumatizing. Yeah. Where you just don't know how to be at that point, mm-hmm. and the way it's played in scenes like that, it is and that is the most horrifying shit you can put in front of me because I feel every moment of like because you you see what he's doing and you know what's coming. From that, and it's just the it's fucking horrifying. Mm-hmm. That scene, um, like we said, the dinner table scene is fucking shattering mm-hmm. because I understand that's a good word. It, it is, it's <laughs> shattering. I understand what Tony Collette in that scene, I get it. I get everyone's emotions around that dinner table at that point, 
and it's fucking raw and it feels real to me and it's acted i think superbly by her i get her yelling i get all of that it's, has she been on uh has she been nominated for awards this year not uh she new york film critics award the gotham awards i um, think she won yeah uh um, won I think she won the award. Yes, um, I, yeah, I don't know uh, the New York like, film film critics. I think yeah. she won for that. I don't think L.A. film critics has happened. I think no, it has happened. Um, she got did not get a Golden Globe nomination again. I said this before. I think that's a crime um, because, and I don't know if it's because of the genre of the movie where it's getting ignored or what. It's have because you, everyone's but, seen United States of Terror and she won a bunch of shit for yeah, that. But that's based why. on this performance in <laughs> this movie in this year, that was four seasons of a TV show of her doing the same uh, I, thing. Uh, it doesn't. I, it, I don't think that matters. To this. No, yeah, it's what you for do Golden in Globes. It does because it's TV and movies. Is that show uh, on this year? No, it it's, it's been, been over like, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um but And that this, show that, that show has a different tone than this, a completely different tone. Yeah, it does, so. but the performance is very similar. Yeah, I felt bad for her. Like as an actress. Yeah. I'm like the the things that she had to do felt very uh See, I didn't because once again the character was just as shitty as everyone else, so I didn't feel bad for her. I didn't empathize with her at all. I don't find them to be shitty people. Oh, I find I, all I of find them, them terrible. I find them all flawed. I find them all to be. Uh, I, I I find them all very human, and there's just happened. I think there's an obviously an extra element to this whole thing. Like as we find out later, it happens to be more of a supernatural element, mm-hmm. as you think. Um, but I think everyone is just. It's every experience everyone's going through is fucking horrifying. And it feels like, and if I don't think enough attention is given to uh, Gabriel Byrne oh, in yeah. this movie, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's also going through something. But, oh, yeah, he de- yeah. but like his way of dealing with it is not dealing with it, right? Right. So like and that's a thing that like un- that's un- why he doesn't get any attention because he chooses to not deal with well, it. Well, it's a it, he, but as an actor, I suppose like part of the thing, you know, as an actor, you want to get on on the stage and be the one who has all the attention mm-hmm. coming on you. His part is like one of the hardest because yes. it's not an attention because he has to yeah. underplay yeah. You know? everything. Yeah. But that's why I'm saying you have to give credit to the slide. guy because yeah. it's like you can read what's happening with this guy, but he can't, you know, like be the big, the bigger no. uh, performance. Yeah. I have a question for you too. Have you seen a movie called Paranormal Activity 3? <laughs> yes. Do you feel like this is a way more art housey remake of that movie? There were shots taken directly from that movie in, in Hereditary. I will never watch Paranormal Activity three. That's the best one, actually. It is the best one. It is the best. One <laughs> I would that's fine. Yeah, Paranormal it Activity is the best three. One. It's the I'm same not story. Gonna, I'm not going to watch it. And uh, you remember that part in Hereditary where the sketchbook is flipping on its own and drawing stuff? That's eh, that, that scene is exactly in Paranormal. Yeah, yeah but that came before this movie, so that doesn't mean they took anything from it. Uh, the story is very similar, though, as that well. Doesn't mean it came from it. I'm saying it's. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to give this movie a lot of credit, maybe you should watch Paranormal Activity 3. It's a good movie. Uh, I don't... Uh, it is a good movie. I'm, uh, sure. It's a solid I won't movie. disagree with that. I think for a directorial it. debut, like, this guy is extremely... I mean, like, even in his shot composition, his camera moves yeah. and the pacing, and, like, this is... Uh, yeah. Definitely, he's one of those guys where I'm like, this is the, one of the racehorses that you go, like, all right, what do you got yeah, coming what's, next? Yeah, what's your next thing? Yeah. I will say that because I had seen uh, The Witch before this... Um, I, I, I felt at a certain point I knew where we were going. It didn't happen until later in the movie, but I knew where we were going and I'm just like, okay, I get it. I wasn't shocked by it because I felt like I had been there before. 
Um, so it wasn't completely surprising that we got there, but um, it felt natural to where everything was going. I did I, uh, and not understanding everything that came um, in the movie because there is a bit of exposition where Tony Collette finds books from her mother and everything. And you're that expected explains, to read like five pages. Well, of the expl- book. Yeah, it explains yeah. payment That's bad directing and in my opinion. The whole thing. I did read an article later that kind of. Explains. Oh, the, you had to read an article to understand this movie, is what you're saying? I understood the movie as it was presented to me. I to do further research, I went and did re- more reading on it. It's not to take away from the movie. I got everything I needed from the movie. Um, but uh, thanks. <laughs> I'm just saying you said you had to go read an article, and like, I didn't say I had to go read an article to understand this movie. I got it to further develop certain. You elements shouldn't of have this to movie. do that though. The most controversial choice of the night, Hereditary. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, so I you what, should see it. To I wonder find what out. Michaela's worst is going to be. <laughs> I know at this point. Yeah. Um, no, because I don't be want the pos- I don't want ending. the possession blowback. So no, okay. I'm not. Gonna, oh, did you get possession blowback? Have you not been here on the episodes? We've gotten possession oh, yeah. blowback like three times in a oh, row now. Like our yeah. only hate mail is about possession. Yeah, so I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to bring hate the mail. Movie the movie possession. They hate the, the movie. movie. No, they no, hate our, our hate take us. on yeah. it. Oh, yeah. yeah. We are so, not right. smart We're enough. We're not smart enough. That's right. 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 Yeah, so, right. so I'm not going to. And they. I'm not going to get on my soapbox anymore about her. Called out me and Michaela for not understanding. Specifically called out. So. Well, fuck them. That's what I said. Well, yeah. Well, just yeah. All right, but number. All right, number two. Hereditary. Um, I felt a lot during this movie. It's, uh, uh, I yeah, it's definitely. I think one of I know what your number one movie is. I think so. Uh, I think I know what both of yours. Yeah, is. you're yeah, probably right. Probably right. <laughs> um, but fucking, I highly recommend Hereditary. It did. Uh, f- it affected me, mm-hmm. to say the least. Yeah. Um, Holly, what's your number two? Uh, my number two, well, I I can't really say much because it's hereditary. I'm just kidding. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's I quit. I quit. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I promise. <laughs> but I will say, my number two has already been talked about, so I won't say much. It's A Quiet Place. I loved, oh, I, I loved A Quiet Place so much. It was such a spectacular. We saw it together. Movie. We did you see it together. You saw me crawling we, out of my did seat. Did we all see it together? <laughs> no, I know we me and Toby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's remember, right. I was having like a straight up panic attack watching this movie. Yeah, I was losing my shit watching. You were losing your shit. We were in like a relatively empty theater, and that did not help. No, because it was like. So there were just like it was so quiet, sound beings coming up. Yeah, but the people that were in there, it's the same experience that Colin had. They were dead silent. Everyone everyone was was so quiet during this movie, and it was really. I I, I didn't want to. I was chewing on something. I think I was eating nachos during the movie. (laughs) There were people in our theater that had popcorn that didn't eat it. Yeah, no, they did. They, I think they were that, like trying and they were like, oh, no. You kept me the one chewing no. during yeah. the death of the movie, Exactly. <laughs> the movie started and like the chewing just stopped. It's yeah. like, oh, it's actually dead silent. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think they thought like, oh, maybe once you get past the cold open, it'll be fine. And yeah, then no. Wasn't. Yeah. No. Full popcorn. It's one of the downsides of <laughs> so, like. During the waterfall scene, they're all like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the time. Just, to go. It, yeah. just the, uh, the downside. Did you have, I mean, it, or do you become extremely aware in those moments of like, what's going on in the theater next door? Yeah, I think we went in a good time. I think if you I think if your theater is next to like Avengers and IMAX, yeah. that's probably yeah. not a good thing. Right. But no, ours there wasn't much infiltration. It was mm. it was all right. I felt very uh immersed. Yeah. We oh it, yeah, so, I yeah. was we I think we were all completely engaged yeah. in this entire movie. Like just no distractions. Mm-hmm. It was 
so incredibly intense. It was, I, th- I think we, I think we agreed that there's definitely some uh, signs vibes going on in this movie. Oh, for sure. Which, which is fine by me. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's something I think we're all okay with. You know, cool. um, I think we retroactively need to like, as a community, like as a nation need to revisit signs. And maybe, I think we need to not shit all over it. Oh, yeah. You know? uh, yeah. I, I, absolutely. Like, I don't think anybody shits all over signs. First of all, I second think of it, all, I think we it did it for this under, podcast and that shit got lost. Yeah. No, yeah, I feel like I think it falls under that period of sh- of Shyamalan where people were like he's a joke yeah like, no that was that's un- why that was no, when they still pr- liked it that was prime yeah. Shyamalan that was, yeah. like, that was, that was prime, prime Shyamalan it was like the happening or Lady in the Water that broke it Lady yeah. in the Water broke yeah. it because right because oh, yeah. then, then it was like or the six, village six sense that just happened I think what yeah. signs was the last like yeah because it was the three yeah. it was, uh, and then the village sense, came after unbreakable and yeah village came after him that was the one yeah so yeah it was still prime Shyamalan those children Vamos. that's like my favorite part of science uh, the village is uh, still great mm. I'm just gonna put that out there mm. So a quiet place. Um, <laughs> a quiet place. Yeah, I, I thought it was just brilliant writing. I mean, we talked about it before. It's there's so little dialogue, but there's so much happening in this. There's so much wonderful interaction between these characters, and a lot of it is done in sign language. There is subtitles, so there is like a language happening, and that's you know obviously that's what that's what pushes the story along, but for it to be just so much physical communication in this family it's just really incredible to watch and the the suspense is so impressive i was just amazed by by the writing of this movie and i really enjoyed the monsters i really did once they come on screen i was like these are actually like really cool i was nervous that they were going to be really hokey but i actually really enjoyed them great considering yes. that the final design wasn't figured out until after everything was yeah. shot yeah. yeah. Is that so true? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. They had no idea what anything well, the, looked like as they were shooting. Whatever the auditory device. I mean, obviously you're going to have like a they monster w- well, that right, keys obviously. off a of sound. It's right. Like that. Yeah. But they didn't know cool. the f- the design, final design of those movies. Yeah. Those yeah. monsters until that movie was like getting finished. <laughs> mm-hmm. It does still have a kind of a. It feels like I don't know derivative. It's a it's a design aesthetic that it feels like we've been moving toward in movies. It, I keep going back to like Patrick Tatopoulos and like. His uh, monsters, like the Cloverfield, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, you know, which is which is right. set the tone for a generation, right? Of yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is because, like, I feel like we didn't have monster movies at that period in time until that, right? Yeah, the I, resurgence. I, I, that, I mean, that was the resurgence, right? Yeah. Like little like pockets of a face would open up, like yeah, that's the, yeah. right, just, yeah, just that design. Yeah, came exactly. About of that, like you look at that, Star Trek had those monsters yeah. as well. Yes, because yeah, yeah. he designed those. Yeah, yeah. And, and but still watching this movie when we actually saw the monsters, even though it's similar to things we've seen before, it's still it it still had had a realness to me. I mm-hmm. still I still like uniqueness. Exactly. Yeah, it had its yeah. it had its own its own feel to it, and I I think it was very well executed. Um, can we talk about that fucking bathtub scene? Mm-hmm. Holy yes, yeah. shit, that was tense. See for see, I still wasn't recovering from the stairs scene yeah. at that point. So <laughs> I, was still, I couldn't oh, process the nail. The nail. Yeah. Yeah. Like Emily oh. Blunt on the stairs is what like I had me like up in my seat. She like, was losing my mind. No. Yeah. She was physically squirming. If if it hadn't been such a quiet theater, she probably would have been yelling. It was to the point where I fancy was like, Do you need to go outside for a minute? I was like, No, I don't I'm just just let me like live this, you know? Just let me get through it. And he was like, You're like I think that was his way of being like, You're making a scene stop. But it's like, Do you need to go outside? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like 
I, I will say we did have a moment that we we thought of Sean though because when he when they're in the kids like room her loft or whatever it is and she's got the canopy above her bed. Oh, I leaned sexy over. Netting? I leaned over. I was like, sexy netting. That's when I like got into a giggle fit. Yeah. Just like, is yeah. sexy netting soundproof? That that started a whole giggle fit. That like then, oh, then yeah. we had to like lean over and be like, yeah. listen. So one time Sean said this on the. <laughs> <laughs> Toby. Yeah, yeah, basically. I'm Sean. Fucked up and said sexy netting. Yeah. And he was never lived it down. Oh, it's such a wonderful joke. Yeah. It could be so um, much uh, podcast meme. Yeah. Oh, it should. Memos. Have your, have your dad work on that. Yeah, my dad work on that. My dad's a meme uh, expert now, so. I'd like my face on that. Yes. So, yeah, I, I thought this was a wonderful directorial job by John Krasinski. I was, I mean, you know, as someone who is obsessed with The Office, Seeing him and coming to this, I had the same feeling as watching Get Out and being a fan of Key and Peele. I was like, oh my mm-hmm. God, the yeah. range. This mm-hmm. is fantastic. I was so impressed. It was just so wonderful. I thought it was absolutely brilliant from start to finish. It was such, it was one of the most gripping movies I've ever seen. It was truly remarkable. And we said the ending is spectacular. It's, it pulls the whole movie together with just a, a perfect, uh, perfect crescendo. It was just wonderful. That's um, yeah, crescendo. Yep, crescendo. that's yeah. a good word. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Also, yeah. we just yeah. we just keep leveling up uh, Emily Blunt's badassness. Yeah, Emily Blunt. Why yeah. is she not up? like a superstar yet? Why is I mean, she not like she? She, 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 she kind I, of is. Is she, she like a how? Like, do your parents know who she is? Yeah. I feel like my parents don't. Yeah, they do. Uh, like, I mean, especially now that she's married. I'm gonna. I will ask <laughs> them yeah. this weekend. Yeah, yeah. If guys, who Emily Blunt. Guys, when you're home, when you're home with your parents, ask them. Do they do they know who Emily Blunt is? Yeah. And this is pre. Mary Poppins returns. Not it post. is. Right. It is. Because like, post they'll know. But yeah, yeah. from, uh, from the, the Wolfman. The, the I mean, live die. Knows nobody no, knows. Nobody that. knows her Looper. from that. From the live die repeat movie. Yeah, yeah probably. I would Looper. say they know her from the Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yes, they would. <laughs> Let's that be was, honest. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. She's no. great. I like in that movie. movie. She's. They know her from the girl on the train, which we spoke about. She's. but she's been putting in the time for so long. I just wanted to across genre. Across. Yeah. Yeah. So many genres. Yeah, yeah. Horror, and yes. and I have to say because it doesn't always work. Props to a married couple doing very well together. Mm. Oh yeah. wow, yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, it doesn't yeah. always work. It, it most of the time I would say it doesn't. It, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's a dangerous area. To so go to. yeah, I think everyone should see a Quiet Place. I think it's a spectacular movie. Mm-hmm. Number two, my number two. Uh, we talked about it already, but the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Um, yep. mm. So I was late to this. Uh, Holly and Colin have both watched it before me. We're talking about it, and I finally got around to it. And wow, it feels really good to be like hugged by the Coen brothers again. Yeah, like, it does. It's like, I mean, Hail Caesar like was really disappointing to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, Very especially much because so. I love them. I wrote papers on them in college. Like I... Like they are always this reliable constant for me that like I know I can go visit like you know like relatives that you like to see every once in a while you can go visit and like they'll make you feel good about yourself and like it, oh they it, tell good stories yeah or just like it's a nice escapism and like yeah. Hail Caesar was not escapism at all mm-hmm. and like it just it just didn't work for me so to see them back and to see them say my favorite word Western I'm like oh my god <laughs> yeah. like and like. 2018, like we had Red Dead Redemption 2, which was like an, an amazing, like okay. Does the I, Western genre live with anybody else right now besides the Coens? Like we're getting and we us get, <laughs> and few, us, yeah. Few and far between, like we get like hostels with Christian Bale coming out of yeah. Now, but does yeah, it but like really go? The, I don't know, like I, Western Western. Yeah. Every like, once in a while, it pops that, up. Like, yeah, Coen Brothers. 
Right. No, True yeah. Grit, this one, like, yeah. who else is doing it? Ah, Jesus. 310, like whoever did 310 to Yuma. Yuma. Yeah, but yeah. He, he hasn't yeah. done anything yeah. else. I no, I wish was, it would uh, be more of a thing, but, like, if I was allowed to say it, um, my my best movie of the year would be Red Dead Redemption 2. I think, like, <laughs> like if I was allowed to say that for this podcast, that would be my answer, because, honestly, the story in that game is better than any movie I've seen this year. Uh, I have cried multiple times playing that game. It is very emotional. It is it, it is the best Western I've seen in a very long time. And this, this anthology reminds me of that, um, because when you're playing... Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, every person you come into contact with can take you on this whole tangent story, right? And I feel like every character in Buster Scruggs has their own story you could follow. Yeah. And this world has so much texture, Mm -hmm. um, both literally, like, as in, like, the visual effect has so much texture, and, like, figuratively, there's so much depth, and I love that about the Coen brothers, is their world building is very thorough and very dense, and... I just like I didn't realize how much I missed them until I got them back, you know. Yeah. And yeah, because what was it? Burn after reading, and and uh, that yeah. was ugh. yeah, yeah. burn after reading. Was but not true, great. Grit. true grit, true grit, goddammit! Like go great. back yeah. and watch that movie. True grit is fantastic. Yeah, that's one of my favorite it's westerns. Great. It's the, really the, great. the new one. Yeah, yeah. it's I think great. It's better yeah. than the old one. Yeah. I think it, it's way better than the old yeah. one. Yeah. Like, Did you watch the trailer for this before you saw it? No. No, I watched. Cold. I watched the trailer first, and I seriously just got like warm feelings. Yeah, oh, see, so, <laughs> I did. <laughs> so my fiance and I, I sat down and watched the whole thing at, at, all together, and like he texted me like two days later, and he's like, "I'm still thinking about that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, me too. Yeah, like, and I was like, "Well, what's your favorite?" And he, his favorite is completely different than mine mm. too. And, yes, but that's what I love about it. But at the same time, I'm not. I'm sad that it's not a TV series because I want 22 episodes of this, mm. you know, instead of six. Um, and granted, there are some weak ones that I'm just like, let's get to the yeah. point. Um, and there are some great ones and when I was watching it I was kind of disappointed there wasn't more star power coming through in the stories Mm -hmm. but I but like that's also not their style so I get it you know I kind of thought it'd be like Whoa! And this person shows up, and this person shows up, and holy shit! There's Sam Elliott over there, and like, yeah, but stuff they like kind of work. Like Tom Waits shows yeah. up. I mean, it's just right, it's yeah. from the breadth of, of cinema, right? Yeah, you know, it's uh, like that was. Show up. I think that one was my biggest surprise when the old prospector one started. I was like, "Is that Tom yeah, Waits?" Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I, I don't know excited. when the last time he's had like a yeah, role right. that yeah. much, you know, and and like the, focus. the prospector episode in particular, like that is a moving painting. That, oh, like, it's gorgeous. The, it's and, like, gorgeous. Some of the CG is kind of uh, too smooth, almost like a like a motion smoothing type thing, but I feel like that's yeah. intentional. I feel like they want it to look like a moving painting and not like an actual real mm. uh, place. Like, that makes like sense? you're watching like, a scene. Yeah, like, a, like you're yeah. watching something that doesn't really yeah. exist. You know, yeah. it, it, I, I feel like it's intentional. Like the way the deer moved a couple of times, I, I, I was almost, like, what? I almost but, thought it was like they didn't want it to be too cartoony, but almost like it should be like in a very old Western when the background was clearly a painting. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what it felt That's like. That's kind of how I, I, I see what you're saying. That's yeah. kind of how I felt about it. But the, the Coen brothers have a way of, of saying a lot without saying a lot. Um, a lot of times the way the characters are saying dialogue or what what they're saying doesn't actually mean anything and you're supposed to kind of take in the whole scene as a whole Mm -hmm. and make your own conclusions and uh, I think Oh, is it episode three? That was Liam Neeson. Was yeah, Liam Neeson. the Liam Neeson one. Yeah. That one is a perfect example of someone repeating the same thing over and over again, over and you're and supposed over. to follow like the story bigger than what they're saying. Yeah, um, you're not supposed to listen to what they're saying. You're no. supposed to be watching. Yeah. The no, scene. Watching. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and um, 
that's probably my least favorite one. That was my it's, least. Ever, yeah. it's everyone's yeah. least favorite. Okay, one. okay, okay. I'm glad we're all the same because yeah. I was yeah. like, so I should continue on past yeah. that one. Yes, get, oh, yeah. get through it, and the end of it is good. Okay. There was, yeah, there yeah. was. A, the, yeah, I mean yeah. that's the, the thing. The good. end's good. It's it just a good, takes too long to get yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. That one, that one could have been ten minutes long. Yeah. Yes. And it was 22 minutes long. Yeah. So, um, and, but that one, yeah, that one, especially like the, the payoff is so small for what you have to go through to get to it that it was yeah. like, okay, I, mean, I get it. I, I get it because they're purposely making you want it to end because Liam Neeson wants it to end. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I felt Liam Neeson to be, uh, underused in that. Yeah. I felt like James Franco was appropriately used, um, I, I found his story the most compelling yeah, and I most that um, tense. I found it to be very tense and stressful to watch. Um, and, you know, there's a meme for it now. So yeah, I'm sure you've seen it at this point in time. <laughs> but anyways, we talked about it a lot. Uh, definitely check it out. I mean, you can never go wrong with Coen Brothers unless yeah. it's Hail Caesar. But even still, like, <laughs> that's still probably better than a lot of things you could watch. So, yeah. Colin, what is your number one? Uh, well, number I know, one. Well, I know what you're number one. I know guilty for not putting the Ballad of Buster uh, Scruggs actually right. on the list. Now, now Colin, now because I feel like yours and mine, you are both have the, the same. You now, I'm have, surprised that yours is the same. Right, I mean, now, right, so I, 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 I know I, what it is. I by, bet by you two are going to be the same. So, so we the, all know so what it is. Okay, so three, two, one. So yeah, three, two, one, go. I want to say what I think it is too. All right, three, two, one. Everyone, all right, three, two, one, go. Wait, three, two, one. No, 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 I'm describing it right now. So uh, this is how we'll do it. Three, two, one, name the movie. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. Ready? Three, two, one. Mandy! You are absolutely right. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm doing this because we should discuss this yeah. together. Since okay, so it's also your number one Yes, it's also my number one of the year. And again, I knew it. surprisingly, considering how much I disliked I know, his previous because effort. I sit there and I don't see the, di- okay, the difference so, between Ladies them. and gentlemen, we I did- don't see the difference. Either Colin, okay, just see, putting that out. There. All right, so we uh, we previously so this is a movie by Panos Cosmatos yes. starring Nicolas Cage. It's called Mandy. We previously did a episode on this show about Panos Cosmatos' previous movie, which was called Beyond the Black Rainbow, mm-hmm. which I love, and I brought it here thinking everybody <laughs> would like dig this movie, and. It was vitriol. They hated it. Everybody at this table hated. Yeah. hated it. Yeah. So then we Angry. hear that they, you know, this guy is making a new movie. He's got Nicolas Cage in it. That's yeah. the thing this yeah. time. And so I'm like, well, I'm definitely checking this out because I love Beyond the Black Rainbow. I am shocked and surprised that this is the top movie that of Sean. So we don't know how, where Holly or Michaela stand on this. Right. Uh, but we're saying so our top movie. Yes. Of the year. Favorite. Favorite I've movie. seen this movie <laughs> like four table. times. Right. <laughs> I've seen it uh, three times. Okay. Can't three stop times. watching it. Yes. I've yeah. never seen it still. I oh, yeah. am I'm transfixed by, by this film. Beyond the Black Rainbow. Yeah, and have to keep watching twice at home. Yet. Because to me, it's like, well, this is obviously. <laughs> I bought it before he did. Yeah. Because I didn't even know it was out. I'm an idiot. Uh, but I'd seen it twice. I rented it and had to watch it. Okay, right, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe I've seen it five times. Uh this is the best film experience that I had watching a movie this year. The most fun that I had watching a movie because it's like the, uh, the filmmaker kind of in the way now, now I'm probably going to describe something you're going to go like what, but when I watch a Quentin Tarantino movie, uh, you know, it feels like, you know, Tarantino, especially like the Kill Bills or the the Pulp Fiction, yeah. it's like he knows what's going on in his audience's head 
when the audience is thinking about it, like he'll show you something and characters will say something and you have a thought in your mind. This is some weird form of like mind reading <laughs> where uh, you think, you know, it conjures a thought that's unrelated to the movie or whatever. And then somehow characters in the movie like address it or whatever. Or it's a he's aware of what you're thinking while you're watching a movie. Tarantino? Get, yeah. OK. But I, I want to make sure same, that's who we're talking about. I got the same kind of vibe off of uh, Mandy. It's like the guy, he knew. So he knows that I'm watching it saying, what the fuck? No, but the moments that I was like, oh, I know what this is from. There would be like an answer or something like that. Or there would be like, he kept on, because there's this whole, the movie is a, a, a collection of like, obscure heavy metal album covers and uh, uh, obscure science fiction movie uh, references. And, but he's not copying them directly. Mm. It's like absorbing them. And I mean, I've heard that the story is that they, you know, even for beyond the black rainbow that uh, this is the son of George P. Cosmatos, who uh, also did Cobra and, uh, and tombstone and all this. Um, But he would go to the video store and like, look at all these covers back in the, when you had video stores, kids, you go and you just saw the cover, the poster art painted poster. How we grew up. Yeah. Yeah. So you're watching like, I mean, you look at the death stalker two. Uh, you know, cover. Yeah. It's this painted Frank Frazetta or Boris Vallejo painting. Yes. It doesn't feel anything like the movie itself. <laughs> right. Right. But you get, when you're a little kid looking at these artworks, you're imagining that this movie is like some kind of fantastic thing. Mandy is the movie. Is the fantastic you, thing. Uh, yeah. That you imagined off of uh, a yeah. life of looking at these video store covers or uh, metal artwork yeah. or, you know, this kind of thing. Um, it's just like, but it also, uh, the Cheddar Goblin is like probably the greatest. I mean, that should be memed forever. Forever the, and ever and thing. ever. You know who made the Cheddar Goblin commercial? Uh, oh, I do. I read it. I don't remember. It's the guys who made Too Many Cooks. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's one of the most yeah. fantastic, funny things. And that's the thing, that the, the sense when, of humor right. in this movie. And where it comes in in the movie yeah. is great. Because that's what Beyond the Black Rainbow didn't have. It didn't have a sense of humor. Mandy no, it does. did not. Right. Yeah, Mandy does because even yes. the cult leader, this like you know evil motherfucker who's like, you know, got this ambience and aura to him. Right. You know. Is revealed like I was laughing at this guy's yeah. like you know just overinflated ego. It was oh, you know, yeah, it was fantastic. Yes, the Jeremiah and, 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 and he gets brought novel. down. Oh yeah, from yeah that yeah, as well. Yeah. It's great, but that also adds this air of kind of unpredictability to it. The movie feels like an acid trip. Mm. Like you don't need to do drugs so, while you watch this because no, it, is it is the drug. The drug. That's true. It's so <laughs> like when you say he's got an aura and a pulse. Like I can feel it pulsing around him as I'm watching the movie. Yeah. If nothing else, just by the color of what is around him. But that's part that of Kent Panos Cosmatos' style, yeah. I think, is that kind of, uh, it's like an acid trip, kind of yeah. hallucinatory, and psychedelic Everything's trip. red and, the, the, and purple. The first and, hour yeah. of it, maybe more so than anything else, because that f- it, it feels like you're floating through that first hour, experiencing all that shit. And then it just, when you get into the part of the trip where you're just like, whoa! Yeah. That's the second half of the movie. Yeah. So it's like two different parts of the trip. Yeah, like you start it's out. It's like two different movies. It's like oh, you're it on yeah, acid definitely. and you're watching TV and you flip the channel halfway through. 
or something. And but then the you are the TV. The characters then, bleed over. Nice. The thing yeah. that I appreciated the best about it was that, um, you know, like usually in the it's a revenge movie where Nicolas Cage goes on a rip roaring rampage of revenge mm-hmm. that eventually culminates in him in a, uh, a chainsaw duel uh, in the middle. I mean, like just getting it's if it's wild, it's fantastic. Wild. But the thing that I really uh, uh, hooked on it was that usually in films, this also actually ties in with the ritual. I thought that they did where um, a character experiences a loss early on. And usually that's a motivating factor for like why a character goes on revenge because they're, you know, wife, uh, daughter, son, parent, whatever, whole family, whole family, dog, right, uh, is killed. The dog is the most relatable one. Yeah. Let's be real. That's why John Wick works so well. well that's what, yeah. But it, generally, it serves as the inciting incident and is yes. never really brought back into the movie after that. But Mandy's presence uh, continues throughout this movie mm-hmm. in a way that, like, keeps on grounding, like, where Cage's character's uh, headspace is at. It's like yeah. I can always relate to him because the movie keeps on going, like, well, he, to her, to him, he's she's this huge part of his psyche yeah and he can't you know see anything past that he is doing this to you know uh um you know settle something within himself i think i think you're uh you're on something though you're with uh the ritual i think you're right though that like with that movie like like rob that was right like rob is the reason that whole movie happens right so like without that cold open with him like but that cold open it, they yeah. don't just leave it at that. That it, cold that open back. haunts him. Maybe yeah. that's yeah. it. In the, both these movies. It haunts him, yeah. It, they're ha- these people to the point are that he like, can't by... exist outside of that. Right, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he keeps going back to he, that. Yeah. It, right? yeah, yeah. yeah the, he, and the way they do it and in that movie is really cool. his friends are shitty about it, too. Like, yeah. his yeah. friends keep pushing him back into it, yeah. you know? So. Yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying about I see the parallels. Yeah, there's a, there, yeah. but you haven't seen Mandy no, yet. No, but like I but but you're speaking a language that I can understand. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. And uh damn it, was there another point I was gonna make? I mean there's many points. I think there was, but maybe I'll, it'll occur to me when Sean talks about his this favorite is, movie I'm, of this the, is gonna be this is our together. Well, I've together. been talking I feel like I've been talking a lot. So what? take it away. Mandy best uh experience of the year it really was i went and saw this at the the music box in chicago with a, it was a, in their smaller theater so it was a very small group of like 20 people um but it was a whole like it, i was transfixed from start to finish in this movie um and like we said before considering how i felt about his previous efforts um and again maybe i need to watch that movie again i don't know i don't feel the need to watch that movie again neither do i um and you know, <laughs> yeah i'm good and i can't say it's maybe it's because it does have nicholas cage in it maybe that's the thing that keeps me sticking with oh, it oh god with the bathroom scene the bathroom well the bathroom scene is like it's oh, how, how do you feel about that scene because it's like it, it's his most like desperate scene yeah. in the movie but it's the most he's cage. breaking down I mean, this is a movie where he goes Full cage. He does, yeah. Cage, which we have always yeah. wanted to see. Full the rage, rage cage. cage, yeah. But and there's a scene in it which in it, other yeah. any any other movie. See, that's the thing. Like Nicolas Cage goes so far, like over the fucking top uh, in a lot of uh, right. movies where you laugh about it. You laugh. Yeah. I didn't laugh in this, but the performance that he's giving 
is, is like like the at eleven. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it's I in feel tone like with the he movie. gives that to every movie. Directors just don't know how to use it. I think it's used well. I in feel this like one. he comes yeah. to every movie giving it an eleven. This is the movie that matches um, Nicholas Cage. That's, that's <laughs> right. Okay. Yes, I feel like he just have Yeah, I feel like he just doesn't. I mean, because he'll take any project because he needs the money. But like, I feel like so most of the time, I don't think he ever phones it in. I think he's always giving oh, it yeah. eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The directors just don't know what to do with him. I think well, they figure yeah. out they how can't to... direct him, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it's like bring it down here, Nick. Go yeah. up here. No, Nick. I yeah. think they figure out how to like they have a movie in which this fits. Yeah, like the the that scene, and it's a it's a fantastic because it's it's filmed like somebody said it's filmed like a Wes Anderson movie where it feels like what? there's like. Whoa, whoa, like a Wes Anderson scene? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, that scene. Yeah. Yeah, because it's Just the, that scene. the, the three wall like set. Right, it's a three yeah, wall okay, set. It yeah, feels yeah. like you're, you are in a three wall set, mm-hmm. and the camera's just right on the outskirts of it, and your character's interacting within it. Just that scene. And he's kind of going nuts within that scene. And like, I, when someone says, I'm like, all right, I understand what they're saying with that. Um, but it's like, it's wild, and it's out of this world. And, you know, you go from that. That, I think, sets up. Like his persistence as to where he's going through the rest of the movie, um, but it's it's I mean it's it's a hell of a performance from Cage, um, and it's it, it it is from front to back like we said it's a fucking trip in this movie. Um, the music also can we talk about oh, the, the, yeah, music yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the music of this movie the music of this movie and the inter- interstitial titles too. It's like, <laughs> yeah. they're like the, the they're glittering versions yes. of novels like yes. fantasy novels and eventually like black metal albums yes and yeah, I think Colin has more of appreciation for that because I think he, he he listened to more of that and grew up with that more than I did. Uh, well, black metal is more of like a newer thing. All sure, that kind yeah. of thorny, you know, right? Stuff. Yes, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, but they do that, and um, also like the the biker the biker guys, the biker demons. I'm going to call them, and despite how they're portrayed as like actual. That was People. the moment that I was in. Yeah, I wish they weren't. I, guess I wish they weren't either, better, but yeah. when they called them oh, yeah, and they showed the horn up, of a Braxis. Yeah, I was like, fucking <laughs> like, yes. This uh, movie. Yes, because when, also the when they showed up, ever. like, there was a... Uh, 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 expectation when they were being called, but it was for me. Yeah. It was met when they showed up. I'm mm-hmm. like, these guys are fucking cool. I'm fucking disturbed by them. Yeah, I yeah. want them to be bad guys because they're fucking crazy to yeah. me, and like they scare me. Like just their look, their fucking voices. Like I'm all in for them. Yeah. Um, as bad guys, like they were great. Where he goes is great. Ah, this movie, fucking- uh, it's like okay. So here's like a there's a there's a subgenre of horror and science fiction that's currently going on right now mm-hmm. and i like to call it maybe if 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 i'm right you'll know what i'm talking about but the tonal horror movie right where no. the plot if you were to actually write this thing out as a as a story would take you like 20 pages but a director is able to hit like it's all about like the tone yeah. the atmosphere the ambiance the the imagery the soundtrack and you know it, so it slows the pace down and the thing runs at least feature length. And what I like about these type of movies is they give you the audience time to, because you're not like uh, following fast edits right. and, you know, uh, geography and choreography. Yeah. Uh, you sit there and you kind of, the experience is enhanced because you're having um, 
thoughts of your own. Right. You get to sit in it and experience it and think about it. You get to think about what's yeah. happening. It's not going by so quick where you're just like, what, that, 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 that. Yeah. You get to sit in there. You get to kind of stew in what's going on in front of you and in the movie. Yeah. Yes. I really like that. And I that's did. where I said I think that this guy is like he knows – like you know, he knows where these imagery imagery that he's producing uh, takes his audience. Yes, and he's like feeding off of it, so it's like a feedback loop yes. between you and the movie. It's like, yeah, yeah. And the soundtrack by what Johan Johansson? Yeah, his, his, la- his I, last is that his last one. Yeah, it's his last soundtrack before he. If you don't know who this away. guy is, Whew. right? He did. Uh, did he do Arrival? I th- he did. I think he Sicario. did. But he did definitely did Sicario. Mm-hmm. And he, may have he done did. Uh, Oh God! But he's yeah. also done like music outside yeah. of his scoring and everything. Like he's great. Rival. Yeah, but the music, but the music though, it's like these I also kinda, don't like that. Yeah. Movie. No, I do like it. That, that's the I do like Arrival. Oh, it just dis- that movie destroyed me. Well, this guy he died young. I think he uh, did. Yeah, yeah, he died last year. So I think Mandy is his last. I think uh, so. It was like posthumous. Uh, really uh, work, uh, yeah. Which is unfortunate, but yeah, I'm very unfortunate. But it's a great yeah. soundtrack. Um, it's a uh, to me a great movie. Um, it's again surprising considering, but I was with this movie from start to finish. Um, yeah, Mandy, Mandy, what a fucking ride, man. Just the <laughs> fucking colors, if nothing else, just like woo. That's a fucking movie. Yeah, Mandy, not number one of the year. That's an experience. <laughs> Holly, what did you experience this year? Uh, now I'm afraid that it's going to be, we may hear Mandy's name again sometime on this podcast. I but think so. what was your number one movie? Of My the year? number one movie was a slightly different tone than Mandy. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> a little friendlier, if you will. Um, Friendly. We already talked about it. Documentary "Won't You Be My Neighbor" oh, was my great. Neighbor. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it made Definitely. me feel things. Yeah. I, yeah, I saw it three times <laughs> mm-hmm, in the theater. Mm-hmm. I because I kept taking people. I saw it and I was like, you As have you to. See. Yeah, I felt a little guilty seeing it before you because I knew you would like care more about it than I would. <laughs> but like, like I said, I didn't have a choice. It was like the only movie right. I could go see, and like I had to go You're see it at Alamo like, Draft I have House. To see this? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because like, because like Forgive I have like I need to an experience in an Alamo Draft House. This is my only opportunity yeah. to do yeah. it. I was very jealous that you got to see it before me. Yeah. Um, but I think I saw it like the next weekend, so it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I have to say, like, I cried the entire time. <laughs> I, I I didn't I didn't expect the emotional response that I had as soon as that Mister Rogers Neighborhood music started playing at the very beginning. Were you waiting for the I other shoe to drop? Were you worried something I was, bad was going to happen? Absolutely, yeah, yeah absolutely. Documentaries, like that, yeah. D- documentaries put that in. Yes, you. yes, they yeah, do. yeah, absolutely. It, it, Were you relieved that it didn't like? I can't express how relieved I was. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I, truly, I as soon as as soon as I yeah, heard the music, I started crying. Miss Rogers was a weekend alcoholic. No, but like, like smacking people. Like it's not really a spoiler, but I feel like the worst thing you learn is that like one of the like like characters on the show was like mm-hmm. a gay man, and Mister Rogers basically said like you cannot be public about it because like mm. this whole show will shut down. Right. Yeah, but he didn't say but, like no. He didn't was, say like. 
like this is fucked up you can't do that he basically yeah. was just like right. listen this is I, where yeah. we're at unfortunately you can't time. yeah yeah like, yeah unfortunately you can't yeah exactly. and, like, the, and like they talked to the guy about it and he was like that guy was my best friend in my entire yeah. life and like the way he speaks about fred rogers is yeah incredible, and, and, so. and fred rogers wife was even you know mm-hmm. they they asked her they're like now you and fred had lots of uh homosexual friends right and she's like oh we had tons she's like it wasn't it wasn't about that it wasn't that he didn't approve of uh, of that lifestyle it was that he knew that it wasn't possible the culture had not caught up yet yeah exactly being a kids show on pbs mm. in the 60s mm-hmm. in the 70s it literally it literally could not it, 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 that couldn't be public knowledge it I, couldn't be the, when i'm sorry i'm sorry to constantly hijack you but no, like, you're fine you're fine when, when i like i said i saw it with a very like expressive audience mm-hmm. and it was a full theater um mm-hmm. when the first scene of the movie was that they put up a border wall around the Amazing. castle everyone in the theater fucking lost it because like, yeah that was 50 some years ago yep. and time is a flat circle and we're right back here yep. again like it, the, the prescience of this documentary floored right. the audience i watched it yes with. and uh, you know we Everyone had that emotional connection, you know, in this make-believe world, they put up a wall because they they didn't want certain people. And and we all make that an instant current emotional connection. You know, everyone's like, oh, God. Mm -hmm. And then we find out that that was the first episode of the show. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, Jesus, I had no idea that Mm -hmm. Mr. Rogers was so edgy. (laughs) (laughs) It's so it's so crazy that the stuff that that he covered on that show. He, I mean, he covered things like dramatic and intense and emotional and grown up topics. When he washes his feet in the bathtub with the black mailman, that was like a huge moment. It was was during, it was during the whole swimming pool incident Mm -hmm. when pouring acid in the pool. That was when like, I felt the most uncomfortable sitting next to the person I was sitting next to was when they were throwing bleach in the swimming pool with black women swimming in it. Yeah. I was like, Oh yeah. I, I, yeah. Watching it, watching when they showed that old footage of them throwing the acid in the pool, mm-hmm. like it made me cry harder, mm-hmm. and it just it made me appreciate so much more what we were watching. Like he was just the purest man, and obviously, like it's we all know that I I love Mister Rogers. I think he was just do you? I do. I, 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 oh God, I do. I think we're he was just wonderful. A little bit. Oh my God, <laughs> and watching this, it was just so reaffirming that like there was someone so wonderful out there and that can keep happening you know it was just so hopeful and this time especially specifically this time that we're living in we all needed to hear that that's why i think why i loved this documentary so much is we all needed it Mm. we need to see the good in the world we need to see that there can be people that will love unconditionally we continue to need it can we make one of these every year can we that's what we're saying can we can we we do can we do bob ross can we do bill nye (laughs) Nye, can we do all of them them. let's get a steve Irwin in there let's do all of them you know Mm -hmm. Like yeah. it's just we needed this so God, much. Steve Let's do our research really to make sad. sure there's yeah. no like trapdoors we're gonna fall right. in. Yeah. Make sure none like, of these people like were yeah. like, secret racists. I think I enjoyed it so much because I was constantly like we were all here, waiting. For my, it. my life's yeah. gonna get crushed right now. Right. Like, like, all constantly. the credits are rolling. Yeah. We're yeah. fine. We're yeah. safe. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know one thing what I what I really loved about it is how this how it was constructed. Like they take you from start to finish, but it, it's all 
guided through a wonderful animation transition and it's it's oh, just the, i forgot yes the it's gorgeous. gorgeous it's so gorgeous and kind you know. of sad it's like, very sad because you know it's this it's they use daniel tiger this very familiar yes. character that's still beloved that's still today. but today, the, yes. that's like when they said that that was the proxy for how fred yep. rogers felt most comfortable speaking to the world i was like yes. don't tell me that holy yeah. shit don't tell me that's he, so sad yeah like, the emotions that he couldn't express the way he wanted to, he would do it through a, through his puppets. His puppets were expressions of him, and it was just so unbelievably beautiful to realize that, like this this show that I grew up with that shaped a lot of who I became. And it there was there's so much behind it. It wasn't just you know we watched a lot of stupid shit when we were kids. A lot oh, of stupid that shit. Supercut in the documentary where they're showing all the Ren and Stimpy. Yes. Back back. I was like, wow, you're making me feel really bad. Yes. About the stuff I watched. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I watched a lot of Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Oh, we all did. Well, but like they they're cutting great. that. They're yeah. cutting that with Fred Rogers talking about how like dumb children's entertainment yeah. is. Sure, yeah. And while he's saying that, they're cutting together like literally the dumbest clips from like animation mm-hmm. in the, the of the nineties. <laughs> everything yeah. they ever yeah. watched. And exactly. It kind of like forces you to like self-reflect in a moment and be it's like, true oh, yeah. fuck and it's right it's and true grab my kid and be like to watch this yeah shit. Mm-hmm. like just watch this and, for and in that moment i just i kept thinking i'm like thank god that i watched mr rogers mm-hmm. because there are principles that i know that i still use in my in my adult life i can't tell you how many times people piss me off and i i, I want to react and then i think you know what what would Mr. Rogers do? Mm-hmm. I honestly think that. And I and I know people that have admitted to that, too. They think that, too. And I think it's just I, I love that this wonderful person was brought to light at this time. You know, there's there's so much that we didn't realize we were being taught so many lessons that that I don't we didn't know back then that we were that we needed them. And now we look back like, wow, thank God that we learned these things as kids. And it was just such an important show and i mean not to mention like there's a whole section of the documentary where it talks about how he saved pbs he yeah. went before the you know, before congress Which is a and great, was like, yes it's just it's you a great find moment. It on youtube so it's, it's spectacular yeah. it's great i had yeah. seen it before and i'm just moment. like oh it's perfect so when he when he says mr rogers you you just saved pbs basically yeah. like it's yeah. it's just yeah, wonderful i i loved it so much and i think everyone should watch i think everyone needs that kind of hope right now and i I, I loved it. I think it's, I think it's going to win best documentary this year. I, I pretty sure. Yeah, it's pretty sure. It's pretty. Uh, I mean, it's. I think another one's got it. It's hard to find the fault in this movie. You know exactly. It's, you know, we like we said, we were waiting for that other shoe to drop, and it never did. And yeah, it's just at the end you see all these people that they're interviewing that knew him, and I love they the, just the, I they love have the interviews yeah. with all the people who worked on the show. The audience, yes. the audience the participation parts. at the very end, yes. fucking got me. Though. It's like it's so. It's so touching. I, yeah. I literally cried this entire movie. That last five minutes, though, where it's like, now you, like, Mr. Rogers, yeah. I was asked this of Take you. Take a now minute. go ahead yeah. and do this right now. And then it is literally like five minutes of silence. I'm, yeah. Uh, and they're mm. cutting to all the people that are doing that exact same thing in their talking head. It's and so beautiful. My whole theater could not handle it at yeah. that time. No, it's it's the therapy we all need. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, I'm, I'm living through a thing right now. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, no, when I saw it, I was like, well, when we do our best of episode, <laughs> I guarantee this is going to be it. And nothing else has topped it. This was definitely my number one. Hands down. Won't you be my neighbor? That's it. Michaela. All right. What's your number one? My number one, we've talked about a little bit already, but my number one is A Quiet Place. Ah. I, uh, I, like, at 
the point in time that I saw this movie in the theaters, I had not seen a movie in theaters in like three or four months, maybe. Um, over the winter, there was just nothing uh, good enough to get me out of my house to go yeah. to the theater. Uh, April came around, you asked me to go, and I was like, yep. <laughs> Usually you are the one who gets me out of my house to go. Yeah. And uh, we went, and I was like, like I said, I was like up in my seat, like I'm pretty sure ushers are going to yell at me if they come in and see me like freaking out like this, because I was not expecting a 90-minute panic attack. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, from the, like, like, I thought the cold open would be quiet, and then we'd transition into, like, oh, yeah. eight months later, and we've learned how to, like, live with sound. No. It's, like, six months later, and we still have to be sign language and quiet, and and I understand that some people have problems with, like, the logic of this movie, and I don't, actually. I really don't have logic problems with this uh, movie. Yeah, I know. A lot of... in the world where you have to do this. Yeah, a well, lot of a lot of people are really pissed. Are, they're, they're pissy that we don't get that backstory, and... Uh, a lot of people, I don't think we need it. A lot of people are like, well, don't have kids. And I was like, birth control is going to run out eventually. Yeah. If no one's stocking the family. You can't have sex. Still, don't have sex. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. You have to repopulate the species. You know, I mean, it may not be the wisest thing to do. Right. right. But there's got to be like, it, that's, that, I think that's I, part I, of the, I see, yeah. I, part see, of the hope I, of I, the species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but yeah. I never got the vibe that they meant to get pregnant. Mm. I felt like that and was an also accident. that's like, maybe they didn't. That, yeah. I never felt like they meant to get pregnant. I felt like it was an accident. Right. That's how I always felt. Just like it. you, even at a certain point, like maybe they know they shouldn't, but one thing leads to another. Yeah, yeah. this happens to happen. It's an yeah, accident. I, I like, felt like I feel. Gonna, I feel gonna like happen. the nitpicky problems like that that people have with this movie are not important. Like I just really think that right. if you're gonna be like, well, they shouldn't have had a baby. Well, I, yeah. I, my, my read of it was always they never meant to. It just happened. Like, like we see them in the very opening scene right. of this movie go into the pharmacy to get medication. That shit's gonna run out of birth control eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously you know? they know like, a baby is going to cry a lot. Exactly, they prepared they for built it. The yeah, room and yeah, right yeah exactly. Like, yeah. like, I. But is I, it a contrivance because you have a, a movie where the monsters hunt by sound and, they and you were eventually, the baby. yeah, yeah. I mean, it does. Right. I'm not saying it's a contrivance, but like, if I was going to make a movie that's a dynamite fucking thriller, yeah, that's that's element, where yeah. I'm going. That's an well, element you yeah. have to put in there. The, the thing I love about her being pregnant is it's like a countdown to when they all die. Yeah, it's yeah. a time. Right? Bomb. It is yeah. a time bomb. Yeah. of like, and especially that scene where she's like counting, like crossing it off in the calendar. I was like, this is not a good feeling for them. This no. is like we're gonna die the right. day this baby's and that's born. Smart. Yeah storytelling yeah, and, and automatically builds in attention. Exactly. Yeah. And so like to me people that criticize like well you shouldn't have had a kid I'm like you're missing the whole point of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. You're missing the whole point. Yeah. Uh, just like just go along for the ride and like I feel like I've seen a lot other of other movies with more logical fallacies than this one. I feel like this one I wouldn't say it's airtight, but I would say it's it covers a lot of its bases. Um, I I saw some people I know were like, well, who grew the corn? Blah blah blah. How they plant the corn? Uh, Amish people exist. They plant corn yeah. without machinery all the time. Yeah, like they're like like those they're, things they're are farmers. Not important. They know how to do this shit. This yeah. is their property. They're not squatting. Yeah. They lived here. They 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 lived a life before this happened, and they're they are managing the best they can after. Yeah, and um, the tension. Um, ratcheted up at times that I didn't expect it to and then it would like continuously keep going like I said Emily Blunt on the stairs was mm-hmm. a scene that I ugh, I can't I can't like I just can't <laughs> like with that scene it kills me and um the, I mean, her in the bathtub was like secondary because, like I said, I still wasn't over the stairs scene at that point. But uh, John Krasinski, like, I, I, I love that we're in this time of 
people not in horror moving into horror and mm-hmm. being really good at it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, I'm hoping that will entice more people to move into horror that maybe would not have thought of that's, it. That's the thing. It, it, I think it, everybody should move into horror. Well, I, I horror agree. Is, I agree. It. But I we have to. We have to. I agree. But we have to entice them more. Right. Yeah. Well, this will do it. Yeah. Between Jordan Peele and John Krasinski, yeah, success that they're seeing those guys. They're going to bring this new audience. You know, any day now we're going to get a trailer for us by Jordan Peele and everyone else is already super excited for that so hopefully like I think there is a trailer I also like uh, it comes out at Christmas this, Day yeah, oh, at, at this but, yeah. point uh, the listeners are listening to it there's probably yeah, that's right you've it. seen yep. it yep. Uh, <laughs> but Stephen King once said and I've always remembered this is he said that usually like you know people come up to him and say that's a horrifying story I'm totally that's disgusting this is horrifying where'd you ever come up with this idea and he says actually most of the ideas that come to him he's like wouldn't it be funny if <laughs> I love that. You know, it's I like, love so that. It all starts off. It's like this would be kind of you know, <laughs> yeah. that'd be, cool. be funny. I can so, see, but that idea know, that, that comedy and that, horror, it yeah, makes sense. If trucks came to life and stuff. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. But when you see it, it's horrifying. <laughs> if, but if, the idea is like, if it would be funny if trucks yeah. came to life. If yeah. when you went to take a shit in a toilet, the toilet fought it's back sh- and yeah. fucking dream catcher. Yeah, yeah shit yeah. weasels. Yeah, yeah shit weasels well, and dream there's, catcher. Yeah, there's you know what? Now that you say that, all of his stories make sense. Yeah, there's there's a very fine line between comedy and horror. Yeah, yeah. People just don't realize it. But that's why the comedians were saying, yeah, you know, it's like well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like we talked about earlier, this is the one of the few times that a husband and wife team works really well. I found like their chemistry obviously is very real and very dynamic. And I, uh, I mean, I fell in love with Emily Blunt and Looper when she like gives that monologue about how she like abandoned mm-hmm. her kid. I was like, yeah. I'm all in on this woman and like yeah. I could, I will watch anything she ever does. And I just don't feel like she's taken off in the way I want her to. Like, I just want her to be the biggest star and she isn't yet i'm hope i mean maybe at the time you're I listening to this mary poppins has done it yeah. maybe but um that's her big movie beyond that she's got to be like a marvel superhero yeah she should have been uh she captain, been captain marvel. marvel she should have been captain marvel well, we haven't seen brie larson yet maybe yeah. she should be i've captain. seen brie larson but enough <laughs> yeah, but you haven't seen her captain marvel yeah, yeah. yeah. A revelation. Yeah. I don't know. I um, love Marvel, but in the trailer, I'm bored with her. But yes, my number one is A Quiet Place. Uh, I, I mean, if you haven't seen it, are you under a rock at this it. point? You gotta fucking watch it. It's yeah, incredible. I mean, if you hadn't seen it in a theater, you're really missing out. Yeah, the theater's that's the, the theater only thing was yeah. Place, yeah. That's the yeah. most pure experience of yeah. it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Colin. That was, was a it. community yeah. thing that maybe you missed. Yeah, but if you're watching it at home, lights off, no distractions, yeah. just get it. Uh, yeah, no distractions. Yeah. In your basement theater. Yep. Yeah. Um, sound bars on. Mm-hmm. All right, so about the worst movie of the year. First of all, I have a beast. A beast? A beef? A beast. I have a beef, you have a beef with Netflix. I a beast with Netflix. Netflix uh, has a, a business model where basically, even though we were saying that The Ballad of Buster Scruggs might be one of the best movies of the year, definitely, uh, it's only promoted by the service for about a week, and then the next week they move on to promoting something else. Right. Yeah. It's definitely that a window. Sucks yeah. because good movies are getting lost. It's like an the, avocado. It's good for a day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. right. Good for about three yeah. hours. <laughs> you buy it and you'll be like, oh, this will be ripe just in time, and it's yeah. not. Yeah. You miss the window. It was just like a good model for movies. The I just avocado don't model. It's all about yeah. quantity. It is. Quantity, yeah. Colin. And we got you covered. If you like quantity. romance, we one week there's a romance movie. You like comedy, next week Some there's a comedy I don't feel movie. Like, I don't we got feel a lot like, of it. I don't feel like that's even the model. I feel like 
this is our new content, whether you like it or not, is the Netflix model. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah every week. Whether so, it's appropriate for you or not, here's so you, our new content. You may have seen a promo for uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Do like, you like Westerns? Yeah. You might yeah. also like The Christmas Prince. And then, yeah, we, <laughs> then we moved on. But we're saying, on this show, you should go back and watch The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Um <laughs> Also, what was my second point about uh, Netflix? Oh, that they hold movies hostage. Yeah, they do. That uh, movies that should be seen by a wider audience are never made available on streaming or on physical media right. because Netflix holds them hostage. And number three, because they're the dumping ground for like a lot of studios' crappy movies where basically stuff shows up as Netflix originals that was made uh, to actually be like a theatrical movie. Yeah. And the, the studio goes like, we can't like make any money off of this thing we're going to dump it to netflix Netflix, yeah and this is where my worst movie of the year comes from i think i got it all right let's you're gonna guess yeah i'm gonna guess let's do the three two one thing again okay all right here we go on three after three two one three two one go all right three three two two, one Cloverfield, Cloverfield Paradox. Paradox. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You are absolutely correct, That's sir. What I figured. That is the worst movie of the year. You Good know guess, why? John. Thank you. <laughs> well, because. Uh, why the, so, Colin? Well, Which, I mean, I, I have some, yeah, some feelings about that movie. Uh, it was a movie that, I mean, the, the entire uh, first, the, the Cloverfield franchise, I am a fan of. I like yeah. the fact that, uh, I, I mean, I, I genuinely like those first two movies, but I also like the, um, the crazy uh, promotional campaigns that they came up for with for them, which was the first one, we're going to show you a trailer, and it's just going to have a date, no title, nobody knows what the fuck it is, boom, and then it came out you know, within like two months, yeah. you know, and then the second one. Which I think was retrofitted to be a Cloverfield movie. Yes. Uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane was originally the seller, and or yeah, or like Valencia. It was like Valencia. I yeah, think Valencia I was think the because I think like the actual the actors said that they didn't know they were in a Cloverfield yes. movie because it was basically made into to connect into that mythology after the fact. Right. Um, and then this third one was called the the God particle which yes. i think is how it was uh, filmed and then uh released on netflix and like this big uh to do on the super bowl of 2017 where basically you were watching the super bowl and all of a sudden there was a commercial for a new cloverfield movie and guess what you don't even have to wait two weeks or two months or anything it's on tonight, tonight. after the super bowl genius it's a genius, genius bit of marketing because it gets it it creates this uh Hysteria for the pro, you know, you're like, what? Wait, wait, I got to huh? tune into this, you know. I mean, the the Nielsen rating said it didn't beat the the what it was. This is us, which aired at the same time, right, but you yeah. know, still, it, I'm sure it was. It Paramount made their money back well, on this movie. Jack was gonna die. I was gonna so. say that this it's, is us episode that, that night was, the, was a pivotal yeah, yeah, episode. And it had been so, promoted so. in advance yeah. and all yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, he but, died on Super Bowl Sunday, and they aired on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, I well, mean, can't beat I Paramount spent forty million on this movie. Netflix bought it for fifty, and so Paramount made their money back before a single person had clicked on the stream to watch it. Wow, Paramount came out on top, huh? On a movie that they sat there and said, "We don't think that people are going to watch this movie." Why? 
because it sucks. It doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense. I mean, like just structurally, the character, like nothing makes sense about this movie. Mm. It uh, let's advertise it as the next. Well, it the advertising campaign is disingenuous because it said basically that it was going to provide answers to the Cloverfield universe and somehow tie it all together. Mm-hmm. The movie takes place on a on a space station, which is a particle accelerator where they you know create this wormhole that there's dimensions that somehow we're supposed to believe now whatever that words. they did created the Cloverfield monster brought yeah. it in and it's like huh what this is the lamest explanation that you could possibly come up with for why the original Cloverfield movies happened uh, and the characters I mean it was just it was a clusterfuck the movie was a yeah. clusterfuck and I hated it and uh, I also felt, you know, but part of that could have been because I was sucked in by the P.T. Barnum kind of, yeah. uh, you know, this is a, a fantastic. Oh, look at how awesome this thing is. And then you go see it yeah. and it's the bearded lady or it's the fish. What was the the, the food? Fiji mermaid. Yeah. We took the monkey and he took a fish and he stabled them together. Fiji mermaid. <laughs> Like they, did, uh, <laughs> like they did to Rain Wilson in uh, yeah, 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 that's it. right. Yeah. Fish Boy. Yeah, that was exactly it. There you go. So, so this movie's uh, like Fish Boy. Yeah. Gotcha. Promises the goods. That sounds way cooler Delivers than you is. a monkey stapled together with yeah, a fish. Uh, it was a, yeah, it was a monkey stapled to something. Worst movie. If you haven't seen it, don't see it. If uh, And you're a lucky, lucky person. The no, rest of us be cautious of you. the next Cloverfield movie because God knows what that's I don't going to be. I think they're planning on making Maybe more. Maybe we should just yeah. stop. Maybe. Maybe you should just Probably, not. Yeah, yeah. Now they're just trying to explain more shit, and they're just like, "You didn't need to," and I was interested well, in the because, first but thing. But now, you did. if you if you take these ones as part of the canon, uh, I don't know where you I go from. You fuck it up. Yeah, they've already yeah. they've made a course correct a course change that blows the mythology up and sucks, mm-hmm. and so yeah. it's ruined. Uh, but I do like Cloverfield and Ten Cloverfield Lane. Indeed, Cloverfield Paradox, worst movie of twenty seventeen. There it is. Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. God damn it! You're so it was uh, Super you Bowl twenty eighteen. Yeah. Super Bowl happens this year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it will I'm sorry. Next year. Yep. I'm stopping it talking. Into next year. Colin, no. thank you for Sports Corner. <laughs> we appreciate it. Colin Sports Corner. Colin Sports Corner knows what he's talking about. Is it me? Yeah, <laughs> I was not John, you're next. Um, I'm not going to do a worst of. I'm going to do a, a disappointing. Okay. 2018. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, I know what it is. I Three, feel like I one. know what it is too. Three, two, one. Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Isn't that predictable? Probably. Uh, Shouldn't yeah. you just tell them to go listen to our Halloween I'm, episode? I'm pretty, yeah, probably. I'm pretty sure I called this mm. before when you guys were all hyped up about Halloween. How much you were looking forward to it? Sure. I think I said to Colin, you know, it's going to be Sean's most disappointing. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I was willing to take that. Chance, um, it's and it's weird. It's disappointing, but it's also like I'm gonna watch that movie again because I need to like because you have abusive relationships with movies. That's why the whole series. Yeah, no, it's just movies in general. See our episode on possession for more. (laughs) Can we not talk about possession for one episode? Please talk about how much he hates it and says people should watch it. That is an abusive uh, movie. But Halloween. But yeah, um, I mean, we did a whole podcast on this. But yeah, just it was. I was disappointed. Um, I I think I only have myself to blame. I probably in this because I'm pretty sure they did. Colin warned you. 
I, there, Colin warned there wasn't, yeah, you and I they both. Didn't, they didn't really lie to me in what was happening no. with the trailers and everything. I'm sure there's maybe a Colin scene Colin tried to that, protect you. Well, he tried. <laughs> I know. He I tried us, to cushion the blow. Colin sat us both down it. for a talk being like, kids, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. 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 He gave uh, you the dad talk. I went, yeah. I went in with low expectations yeah. and they still weren't even met. Yeah. I can't imagine the the elevator of yeah of disappointment that you fell through on this um, movie. I mean, I'll never not like this will if they make another Halloween movie, it'll happen again. You'll still go see it though. I'll still I'll <laughs> still go see it. I'll still be hyped about it because that's cuz you never learn. That's how I am with the series. Yeah, I'll but the, to be fair, the track record of the series is like, meh, some of them are good. And some of them are bad. So you right. suffer through the bad ones. I feel like yeah. the math would work out, though, like Star Wars math, where most of them are bad. Yep. Oh, and so, so that's a, all right. Let's stop bashing the Halloween series. I'm saying talk about one Halloween movie and let's not, you know, we won't get into the other ones because yeah, we've, I have we've love talked, and affinity for We've talked about movies. Halloween at length. No, I was going to think at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was disappointing to me. Again, I want to watch it. It's weird. I I, I, I want to watch it again. How many um, times have you seen it? Uh, I only saw it twice. I saw it back to back. Only before. saw it twice. Jesus I've seen it three Christ. times. Jesus Christ! Why need and I'll watch it more because I even watch. I, I mean, I, I liked it. That's why I saw it three times because right. well, I yeah, liked that's it. Very true. Um, well, that makes but, sense. But yeah. there's, again, there's elements of it that I really like. There's elements of it that I think are completely horrible. Um, but it's a, it's a Halloween movie and I can't help it. It's my fucking weak spot in movies. And I, it, you know, Michael Myers walking around killing people. Ah, oh, God, I'm a fucking glutton for punishment <laughs> with this series. I can't, I don't know. Everything I feel is probably wrong with these, but I'll watch it again. Um, fuck me. I'm going to buy it when it comes out because that's. Bum House is having the last laugh, man. They really are. Well, I get it. As a completionist and yeah. as a collector, you're I've, like, I have all the other Halloween movies. I have the collection. My collection won't be complete. I have the I other don't. worst ones. Yeah, I do. I, I only own the, the ones I like. Oh, I that's have the worst of the worst. Own. All of them on top notch Blu-ray. So I will definitely. I have them all, Michaela. I but one, I got them in a I, set. I own one, I two, and four. I've, and that's I've got, it. Set. Do, I've got yeah. the deluxe set. Yeah. And not have, have the next going. Halloween. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, you have the set that is now obsolete my, because now there's another movie that doesn't fit into your box set. That's fine. I'll just add to the right of it. <laughs> you don't have to, going. though. Yeah. You can say... He does, he's gonna, saying he does, but though. I'm saying, but this, I'm giving you an out. You can actually say it ends with these are the ones I like. These are the formative Halloween I don't movies. understand what you're saying. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Sean doesn't operate to. on that level, though. That's the thing. Okay. Well, then, so you're saying don't? Don't this movie? Colin doesn't do that either. Don't listen to him. Yeah, very true, you you're, fucking you're, hypocrite. You're, yeah. you're, you're so right out about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was disappointing to me. Um, but again, it's a Halloween movie, so there's elements of it that I still do like. So, ah! They got me. They got me hook, line, and sinker for this series, so what can you do about it? But yeah, that was the most disappointing movie for me this year. That didn't sound like a bad review. No, not no, really. It's not, it well, it's not. It sounded very waffly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's how I feel about the movie. I'm very waffly on that movie. So, But there's nothing else, I don't think, this year, aside from, like you said, Cloverfield Paradox, where you're just like, fuck this in a The Meg? You really hated the Meg, when we but saw I that. went into that going like I'm not gonna like this movie. Yeah. I didn't want. I didn't want to watch that movie. Yeah. I was forced to. Yeah, you were rightfully yeah. so. That's I'll the whole say, point of the show is being forcing people like to watch that. movies. That's yeah. fine. But yeah. I knew from the beginning. I'm like, this does not look interesting at all. It's just gonna be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
There it was. So mm-hmm. I can't I can't be disappointed by something I thought was just going to be bad right off the bat. So there's that. Uh, nothing else, like we said, uh, in a series of movies that I have really liked so far, Cloverfield Paradox was fucking just horrible. Um, but other than that, there's nothing that I saw this year that was just like, oh. I'm curious, and I don't want to take anybody's thunder, but has anybody seen The Predator? You, I mean, both of you, Sean and Kyle, uh, yeah, you guys both saw it. But I'm like, seeing the think pieces now about in defense of the Predator. Oh, of course, those are I was starting already. Right. 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 But disgusting, you, and you're seeing him from Johnny Squires, who's oh. yeah. yeah, Johnny. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he can't forgiving. be trusted. Yeah, so. no, can't be um, trusted. He's very forgiving of certain things. And but like, no. I remember before the movie came out, Holly and I both thought that looked terrible, mm. and you guys both gave it a chance and yeah, both hated it to the point you guys, you guys kept ranting about how much you hated it mm-hmm. the yeah, day after you saw it which like I mean was entertaining to listen to because sure. I'm never gonna go see it <laughs> yeah. but like Holly and I both had the foresight to be like that movie looks fucking like, terrible fuck that yeah. Predator yeah. would be the runner up yeah. disappointing I'm like come on it's a fucking Predator movie it's I, not I'm hard it's up. not yeah. hard to do Especially, like a Predator yeah. like, movie is easy to make why but, do you keep fucking and, it but, up but we do have to keep in mind that we all went with our we all have a different type of worst, and Sean went with disappointing. Yeah, that's true. We do that's all the different true. degrees of worst. Yeah, he yeah. went with disappointing. Yeah, right. That was yeah. the one. Halloween was the movie that broke his heart. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. He has, he saw worse movies, but you he went with disappointing. Yeah. You didn't have yeah. to do much, and you had yeah. me in yeah. my heart. <laughs> yeah, quite. That's get true. There. We all define uh, that position differently. Yeah. So. Yeah. So Holly, what was your worst you slash Holly, disappointing? Let's, let's talk about bad movies. Yeah. So you've seen a lot this year, huh? I have seen a shit ton of bad movies. I could have done a top five, a top ten of bad movies. That one movie didn't come out this year, did it? Um the Which one? The City of Z or whatever it was. The that, Lost that was City. Last year. There's the one City movie where you went and saw and you were just like, Oh, oh, the, the, yeah, The Lost City of Z. Yeah. With, that was like last year, though. With uh, Charlie Hunnan and Tom Holland. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was last year. <laughs> that was last year. Okay. <laughs> that was last year. Um, so you guys know, our listeners, you may not know, I have a delightful gift of going to movies for free. And, um, I can take a person with me for free. So people that know me, like to use me to go to movies <laughs> and I'm a sucker. So I always say yes. <laughs> so let's do a little, just a quick rundown of some movies that I saw this year. Um, the first movie I saw of the year was 50 shades freed. Ah, and after that, <laughs> um, and that would not even make the top five worse. I, wow. I, I would rather <laughs> watch that. Merit, huh? I would rather watch that. Jeez, Hand- got to the third one. Oh yep. my God. Oh, I don't think I saw yeah, the second now. one. I didn't see the second one either. Yeah. No, I yeah. did see the first one because it was a I cultural thing, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, they're all a train wreck and yeah. delightfully. Yeah, and they're all I like, the first I, one wasn't good. Oh, I like bad. listening to podcasts of people reviewing those movies. Oh. That's my favorite thing because, oh. like, low hanging fruit. Yeah, but like, yeah, exactly. But satisfying, but still hilarious. I would, I would love to do an in depth just bash session of those movies. That would be so much fun. Um, so yeah, that was the first movie I saw this year. After that, I saw several just shit shows. We had a book club and no, Ma- no, not good. Mama Mia two, uh. Uh, Alpha. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay, Alpha. Which we have a story about Alpha because you had you had been seeing commercials for it for like nine months. I had been seeing commercials for it for like a fucking year. Yeah, and you and were telling me about it. I was, I was getting it. more angry the more I saw. And you were describing to me the movie, and I was like, I've I have no idea what movie you're talking about. Like, I've uh, never uh, seen a Cody Smith McPhee, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Meets the first dog. Right. Okay. Man, dog yeah. So she's trying to describe to me this movie. I'm yeah. like, I've 
legitimately never seen a commercial for that. I have no idea what she's yeah, talking I about. And I, the night she goes God. to see it in theaters, guess what I am constantly seeing fucking ads for? Oh, I, yeah. Facebook, yeah. on cable wow. TV, everything. As soon as she goes to see it, it's like the It Follows monster. She passed it to me. <laughs> yeah. She saw it, now I have to see the advertisements oh, yeah. for it. It was, oh God, fuck that movie. I would just, oh. I asked my dad, I was like, hey dad, do you want to go to a movie? And I knew, I fucking knew it. He's going to say Alpha, and sure enough, you want to see Alpha? <laughs> you, could, you couldn't be like, no, I, I don't. Well, we were going to see Mission Impossible Fallout, but it had already left theaters. So. Oh. Yeah, so we had, to, we had to go see Alpha. Anyway, that's not my worst. My worst movie of the year. Three, two, one. No, I don't know. I was like, do you guys know? Is it Ken. No, Nobody's no, Fool? No, it's not Ken. It is Nobody's, Fool. Nobody's Fool. Wait, yeah, what like is that. this movie? Nobody's Fool is- so This is where I'm lucky. Like I said at the top, I, I just fucking avoided all of yeah, yeah. What is Nobody's Fool? <sighs> My friends made me go is see it. A, uh, Tiffany Haddish movie? This is a Tyler Perry movie starring <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> oh, I didn't know it was a Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> oh, fucking hell is it a Tyler, Tyler Perry movie. Right. And that son of a bitch does not know how to write a movie or direct a movie or produce a movie. Anything he does with movies is shit. I'm sorry if you like Tyler he's a, Perry. He's a better actor. He's awful. The god genius that is Tyler Perry, a cottage industry who makes like 15 movies in a, in a year. I don't know how many movies he crank out. That doesn't like mean he. Years. That doesn't, doesn't mean he knows how to make it good. Doesn't mean he knows how to make a movie. About even the what are you saying even about the audience, the, the world, are they dumb? like at some point, the balance has oh, shifted no, on no. Ewe Bull. You remember, like Ewe Bull made yeah. how many fucking movies before eventually they figured out this oh, guy doesn't know yeah, shit doesn't about know movies. movies. And then that, like, the money dried up. But yep. Tyler Perry yep. keeps yep. making movies. Does he keep making money? Well, he's I, all, yeah, he's also like I think independently wealthy of making movies, so I think that's a big part of it. Is that he does he fund his own movies? Yeah. yeah, he also does like stage plays, and he has he has like a lot of different entrepreneurial things yeah. going on. At I'm once, not sa- so. I'm not saying that the guy isn't a great businessman. Uh, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. You're, you're saying like you're not going to slander his Shark Tank skills, huh? Yeah. No. I'm, <laughs> No, props to him. Make like, a deal. He's he's got his own fucking company. He's no, yeah, good for him. Good for him. He cannot write a fucking movie. <laughs> this movie was bullshit. It is it was insulting. I was so angry watching this movie. The other movies were shit. They were complete Mamma Mia 2 can go eat a bowl of dick. That movie sucked. <laughs> this movie a was insulting. It was absolutely Which insulting. Which one is this? Is this the one where her her she, her cousin? The main character who I'm sorry, I can't remember the, right. who she's the actress's name. Right. I don't remember. She's a successful businesswoman. She, she's a, yeah, she's a successful <laughs> okay. businesswoman and she has a horrible haircut. Anyway, right. um her sister gets out of prison. And like Tiffany come Haddish, and yep. Tiffany Haddish and comes to stay with her, mm. and just you know turns her world upside down and kind she's of thing. Catfish or something. Is it like an odd she's couple situation? Because like uh, kind of she's from prison. She's, Maybe it she's from the wrong better. side she's, of the track. Yeah, she's very like she you know strong businesswoman, and Tiffany Haddish is very like rough around the edges. Basically, she's saying like her sister's pretending to be someone she's not because you know they're from the hood kind of thing. I'm sorry, I'm I'm trying not to be like insulting right. because I. Yeah. I, whatever. It's trying fine. not to use the. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Whatever. The the fact is, this movie, like the plot, is non-existent. It goes nowhere. This story goes absolutely nowhere. My friends that love these movies that went with me, even they were like, "What's ha- like? Where is this going?" I was Whoopi like, Goldberg's "Exactly." Movie, Where Whoopi Goldberg is the mom? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She, it takes a lot of money to get her to come. Yeah. Be a part of something. Yeah. I like. I don't know where he thought the story was going, but Tyler Perry does not know how to write women 
at all. I'm pretty sure he hates women. He doesn't seem like a guy oh, who would. Based on the the like two movies I've seen, he definitely does. I'm I'm pretty sure he hates women. And I mean, I know that the the large demographic for this movie is African American people. And I don't know if but he lo- specifically women. Yeah, yes, women specifically women. Women. Yeah. Go to I don't. Tyler Perry. Movies. I don't That's think. True. And I don't think he likes either of them. Mm-hmm. But why? Well, maybe this is a deeper it's, psychological. It's like it why is. do That's you respond exactly to you know, as and, an audience yeah. to these movies? No, I was that's, seeing that's some, the problem. but you're that's seeing some problem. kind of truth or something that you're like, yes, this is how it is, no, or something, right? Is, it was insulting. It's it's painting a picture that I would not want to identify. I mean, I'm not the dem- I'm not the ideal demographic for this movie. I will admit that, but I, like on their behalf, I'm like I, I I can't see how this would be promoting anyone very well at all. Like it's just. It's absolutely ins- uh, it's insulting. I've, I've said that I, I can't even I can't even express it enough. I was like, the demographic for this movie deserves better. It they absolutely deserve better, and I was just completely appalled that this movie is being promoted and making money, and and the, and the people in my theater were laughing. I was like, this that is would make unbelievable. I was so mad. I was absolutely furious. So I'm I'm getting too worked up. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I f- fuck that movie. <laughs> fuck Tyler Perry. Michaela. Uh, so this year I kind of struggled with I struggled with filling my top five, and I also struggled with like I feel like I saw a lot of mediocre things. Mm. Nothing that was yeah. really offensive or horrible, but yeah, a lot of middle of the road. So like I really struggled with finding my worst because there was nothing that really stood out. Like last year, I really hated Alien Covenant. You didn't have a Tyler Perry. I, did, I didn't have something like that. So I mean. Even though I feel like the Meg was my least enjoyable theater experience this year, uh, we did a whole episode on that. So I don't want to yeah. talk about that. Go go check out our episode. We, none of us liked it. None of yeah. us recommended it. Um, I feel like I'm coming around on the Meg. I think it's one of the great. No, it's- I was like, <laughs> I was like, who are you? <laughs> Colin's a pod person. Jesus, coming around on the Meg. Yeah. Oh These movies, honestly, like I'm like, should I go back and watch the Meg? Like no. I remember. No. I remember good things like the yeah okay your memory is cloudy I know I just need <laughs> to go to back and Colin. listen yeah. to help our podcast C- Colin come towards will, the light yeah. the Meg is a no. bad movie Meg is a bad <laughs> movie are you confusing with Jaws 2 this is yeah. not entertainment Jaws 2 is a great movie yeah yeah <laughs> Jaws 2 has Donna Wilkes in it so I mean yeah. it's angel. very true there you go. she's an there you angel go. <laughs> um, so I feel like the the technil- technically like worst uh, um, worst executed movie I saw this year yeah. like w- I mean, I, it's not, I didn't enjoy it the least, but is the worst executed movie that I could speak on to what I've seen was Gotti. I, I, yeah. it, it, like, <laughs> it, I mean, we've t- like, it's become like an off mic conversation almost weekly at this point. Notice that that didn't, I, even, I didn't yeah. even list that. You guys my didn't bad even movies? like, yeah, like no. it's, it's, it it's almost well. become like a meme among us. I want to say yeah. because yeah. we talk about it so but much. You're not angry at that. No, I'm no. not angry at it because like I knew going into it was going to be bad. Like yeah. I, my expectations I were did. like the story behind Colin, this is like, uh, Colin, you need I to watch to it. See it. So, yeah. I so uh, it's weird that it's, it's that it's you're so it's your funny. most important, so, but it's I. But like, it, like yeah. I said, like I don't want to talk about the Meg anymore because no. I already talked about no. it, and like Ugh, no. I didn't really see anything else that was really offensive. Right. I guess or I think I avoided year. a lot of it. You yeah, know? we we are pretty much able to identify yeah. those movies this year, right? Whereas like. Like if of what I've seen, the most technically poorly executed movie is Gotti. Like because from a purely technical standpoint, it is a fucking mess. It is a disaster. That editor but, should never work again. Yeah, 
No, Kevin no. Kevin Connolly should never no, direct again. The actor should no. never work no, no, again. Yeah, John Travolta. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just, Maybe not. <laughs> We've got speed kills out right now. Wasn't I'm he nominated like last year for The People versus O.J. Simpson, the FX yeah, show? The yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great show. I mean, yeah, that's, but, what, that's what I'm seeing on TV is where it's at, yeah, but not e, movies. E from Entourage wasn't directing the episodes of fucking... Exactly. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. This movie was in production hell for a long time. It had 44 producers. Um, who knows how many so, uh, you know, Yeah, exactly. Its main, it's, main it got plot sold was to just move- like, forget your family. You need to be a man and go to jail. Yeah. That it, was the main... It was purchased Idea. by MoviePass for distribution. Yeah, that's where we're that at with this. You know? MoviePass so, was yeah. right behind uh, this movie. Just the backstory behind going to because Holly and I actually went and saw this in theaters. Yes, we did. Uh, As did I. <laughs> we saw it opening weekend. And yes, we, we were, did. Okay, so it came out on my birthday. First of all, it came out on my birthday, and I love John Travolta. And I was like, so what a Travolta guess? movie coming out on my birthday, I kind of have to see it. So we went and saw it, and. Uh, we were hoping for empty theater so that we could kind of just like mystery science theater mm-hmm. it up. There were some people definitely in there taking it seriously, yeah. <laughs> which kind of sucked, but yeah. it wasn't that many. But I mean, he looks straight in the camera in the first scene of this movie. How can you like take a movie seriously when like John Travolta and his like the makeup is fine. The makeup looks yeah, I decent. Actually, I was actually kind of impressed with the makeup. Yeah, the makeup and his performance are like the best things about this movie. Kelly Preston's really bad. Everyone else Horrible. is really She's bad. bad, yeah, bad um, bad hair. Travolta's doing the best he can with this shitty, shitty script. Yeah. Um there's like 12 time jumps in the first like 30 to 40 minutes. And I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> no, like literally not. every scene that changes is a time jump yeah. by like 10 to 30 years depending on the scene yeah it might be a matter of like two years it might be 30 years because like it goes to old man Gotti and it goes back to to young Gotti they, they intercut real life footage it is a technical disaster of a movie yeah. um I think you should try and watch the first 40 minutes just for the lols because he's talking straight into camera the time jumps make no sense there's that part where he talks about how he has throat cancer and they took his tit off and put it on his face yeah. as he says that's hilarious you have no idea yeah. well let me you ask no you idea. this yeah. okay so you guys saw this in a theatrical setting yeah and I'm we're saying, giggling the whole time right, okay. yeah just uh, going, Sean yeah. also went to the theater oh, yeah just said, been like wow but if I'm by myself watching this I, I think I was don't by, watch it by yourself I was by myself <laughs> In a theater, yeah. Okay, well, uh, and you theater. still like had a had a okay. somewhat but decent. That's time. what I just wonder if I'm going to have fun watching it on Amazon Prime. Or How do you feel about Stacy Keach naming the Burrows? Oh yeah, there's there's Can like we, yeah. we this is like the meme of our group, right? We talk about this all the time. Yeah. How they're like Stacy Keach names off all five Burrows in New York Their straight, fist. Yeah. straight yeah. John to, Gotti, straight yeah. to John Gotti's yeah. face. It's very dramatic scene. It's a super dramatic very, scene. Very dramatic. He calls them all off. He raises a finger for each one, and we're like, well, yeah, he knows he lives here. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he but this has not has this made it to YouTube like uh, the Nick it was Cage in the trailer stuff from oh uh, it was but in I mean, the trailer like the Wicker Man no. has there not, been like no. the greatest no. moments no. from Gotti the people not, who, the people who should know no not enough people have have not the right people have not seen it to meme it. I should say, like it. it this movie so this could is be a freak memed. show movie, is what you're saying. Oh, probably. That's what, yeah. right after. Right after we saw it, I was like, I think this is a freak <laughs> yeah. show movie. It's, it's yeah. at the top of a list of what is now being called ill-advised cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which it's, I totally agree with that name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's. it's and do, do you guys remember that scene where like they're introducing you to the rival mobsters and they literally do like a slow motion turnaround, their name pops up on the screen yeah. next to them, yeah. like it's a video game, and then you never see those people again. Yeah. yeah. Like just, it is a technical disaster. They introduce characters for no reason. Yeah, mm. and none. 
And they keep, there's this one guy they keep introducing, and they keep going back. The bathrobe guy? The bathrobe guy. Yeah. And they keep going back to the same I'm hoping, fucking scene. I'm seeing that it's his name that pops up. It uh, he just be. shuffles down the bathroom. street. Yeah. Down the street in he's, slow motion, and they use the same shot he's, and like he's a couple not, times. He's not an old, decrepit man. He's no. a younger guy. He's like in his, what, 30s, And I maybe? don't yeah. know why he is this way. Yeah. And they don't explain it. No, they do. They do later on. They do. Maybe they do. They do. But yeah. they keep coming back to him in this condition. Yeah. And it's just like, what is But the thing is, they're they're explaining different aspects of the mob to the audience, but it's not to the audience. It's to the other characters who are in the mob. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it doesn't <laughs> work. Where the mob explains the mob. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And you know what? I was thinking about it today on my way over here when I was thinking about, like, is this my worst? I don't, I, I, I don't know what he did to make money. I don't, the more I think about it, I don't know what John Gotti did to make money for, like, the family. You know what I'm saying? Like, they talk about, like, the hierarchy of the family right. a bunch. It all, it's, yeah, it's all and talk about who's going to run the family. They talk about, like, who's going to run. What they do. And they talk about, like, how he cleaned up the streets. He cleaned up yes, the streets. He made because, a entire neighborhood. Because they talk about that all yeah, the time. Because people love John Gotti. Because yeah. this movie is a propaganda, propaganda movie. Propaganda. So they leave out all the crime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why. Oh, yeah, they do. The, yeah. When he dies, they cut to so many. join the mob and go to jail. Yes. They make him sound like a hero and a god. When like he dies, they cut to all these people in the street being like, he did so much good for this neighborhood. He's going to yeah. be missed so much. He was a good man. Like, there's so many yeah. people. Like, no one has a bad thing to say about this man in this entire movie, is it? I've never seen a propaganda movie in theaters before, so yeah. that's a first. Yep. But it's... It, like I said, it is a technical disaster. You can tell it was in development hell. The the fact that John Travolta went through with even making this movie is a fucking miracle in, its, in and of itself because this could have, mm-hmm. like, there are Lifetime movies and, like, like, Lifetime does true crime movies better than this movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I know this wasn't a huge budget movie, but it, it, it's a fucking mess. I mean, you know, Scientology put a pretty penny in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they still couldn't make sense of the plot, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, the plot is a fucking disaster. So it, it technically is, the worst movie I've seen this year. I get it now. This is why you wanted to have the chair tonight. And on Gotti. And on Gotti. It's also great that his son is goes from young John Gotti Jr. And then they're flash forward to him being like, what is this supposed to be, 20 years later? And he just looked. He's like, like 300 pounds heavier and they just, all they gray. Just paint, they son, just painted his they, hair. They, they gave his, his, his very young looking son like a couple of gray tips. Yep. Yeah, they, yeah. they painted and his the hair. It is the worst. Kid. But, but when the they cut in the real life footage and yes. compare it to the actors, and you see how much the actors look nothing like the real nothing. life. Yeah, they should like, like the, the real footage. Like the actual Gotti Junior is like a blo- like a it's like a, like a bloated fifty year old yeah. man, and they have this like twenty two year old buff, buff. guy playing this guy. You want to see this movie, but like you've scared me off of it. I'm kind of like, yeah, but I'm gonna watch it by myself and go like. You should. This I is did. just a You'll fucking horrible, shitty movie. <laughs> yeah. Like Sleepwalkers. I watched that by myself. Awful. I watched it with you guys. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we that's need to bring Gotti to the freak show. Yeah, so that's, that's what it. I'm afraid yeah. of. Gotti's coming to the show. That's yeah. it. God. All right. Well, uh, I guess thank you for hanging with us this for long. This long. Listener, yeah. Holy shit. Uh, for our epic uh, roundup of the best and you're of welcome the year. That we ended yeah. with Gotti. 2018. Um. So, our best and worst. Sorry. Uh. So next week we're gonna watch a movie that's chosen by you. We don't know what that is right now, but we will. And I'm sure it's gonna be awesome. Thank you for not punishing us too hard. Uh. <laughs> and so until then, um. Happy, thank you for happy, happy, <laughs> thank you for a great year, and we look Merry forward to another year. one. All right. We did, we, we did good this year. Well, yeah, that's good. Year. On on to next year. On to next on year. And new adventures. 2019 and new movies. And 
bad movies and good movies and good. There movies. you go. All right. <laughs> so until then, listener, the basement is going dark.